0: Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Zars podcast, and I'm your only host tonight, Nate. Dude, I'm honored and privileged. I'm talking to Beyond Top Secret Texan. Thank you, brother, for coming on. This is part three. And you were just explaining a little bit that this is like something that you used to touch on back in the day, and that you've kind of moved away from a little bit of this stuff, and... We, we might be one of the last ones you do. So I'm really excited to talk about this particular topic we're talking about. So we're talking about like secret societies slash like the Gnosis Gnostic, deep occult knowledge, and maybe how it ties into all of this crazy shit. Uh, well, that yeah, sounds yeah. awesome, and I love it. So
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not untouched on it, built my channel on it, and not only that, but built my research on a lot of that, specifically secret societies. Uh, the various belief systems that they hold, uh, what people would call the occult in general, Gnostic learning, teachings, for everything from alchemy to uh, Zoroastrianism, and, and everything in between. Uh, people would call it religious studies. People would call it um, you know, ancient knowledge. People would call it occult. And it's just an interesting way to start because Everything that we're speaking about now, say, for example, in a Catholic community during the days of the Inquisition would be considered satanic, would be considered witchcraft, would be considered absolutely, uh, you know, no, that would be, uh, oh, you know, verboten, uh taboo to even understand what Hinduism is. So in, I in the same it's I find so fascinating,
0: stuff. man, it's like it is like the early a, roots of Christianity are way more esoteric than people even realize and how much it was occulted by the Catholic church and put in a box. And I'm discovering this for myself and it's, it's wild dude. It's been a really fun discovery to like, you look at modern
1: societies. Yeah. You look at modern societies like Islam, Saudi Arabia, what we were talking about right now would get you killed or arrested um, as a heretic, Uh, any, any content, or if you had any material on this, it would be considered witchcraft. uh, For example, and this is a real thing in real societies today, and it needs to be known that the Inquisition did not stop; it only ended in countries where people were able to establish basic human rights, of religious freedoms, etc. And even then, it's only specifically because of the. If you want to look at from real world politics, because we live in a uh, basically a heretical witchcraft society under the Anglo-Sphere British monarchy. Which is 100% uh, real if you just look into anything like the the British Queen is a druid. She was initiated into the druid rites, you know, as well as being an Anglican, and she, her coronation was on the Stone of Jacob, you know, and as it like like it all is tied into it. As uh, when you start looking into all these things, like you said, the Gnostic, the occult, quote unquote, occult symbolic. Um, references to these fundamental universal spiritual concepts becomes more and more apparent as your eyes literally open. Um, And what we have known about in popular society, because we're in a small dark age as it is getting out of it is the quote unquote Illuminati or quote unquote uh, you know, whatever that means to everybody. Uh, Usually pyramids, eyes of providence, uh, which are themselves, uh, you know, Kabbalistic slash Christian esoteric, uh, specifically Jehovian uh, and representations of Jehovah, which is a Old Testament reference to the Christian God and which in Catholic uh, societies is actually illegal, is actually taboo and considered witchcraft. Like I said before, tie it all together. So even the mention of back then that Jehovah was, god it literally took the centuries of jewish mystics and the kabbalistic traditions to like you know uh literally uh, perform heresies under candlelight in midnight under pain of death if they were ever discovered uh to find out the ancient text that it was you know jhvh jehovah and that that one discovery even though it seems very innocuous, even though it seems very innocent, would have got you burned at the stake if you had told a Catholic priest that that the Lord's name was Jehovah, which was you know you're trying to and that's the people. That's I interesting. When did that
0: come around? As uh, when did that come around? Is like cause, I mean, because I was taught that as a kid, we'd sing songs
1: about Jehovah. Like when did that
0: become a regular, like
1: accepted? What? Oh, in America, in in America, one hundred percent in America. That was where literally all the "quote unquote" uh, refugees from the European purges, uh, Protestants after the the Huguenots, etc., came over, and they brought all these Gnostic traditions. The Knights Templar had already set the up Rosicrucians, them, right? the Rosicrucians, right? Crucians, the yeah. Welsh. Uh, with their authorian mythos, uh, Native Americans also um, there are synagogues they've been finding in Wisconsin that are hundreds of uh, hundreds of years older than even the colonies of the Thirteen Colonies. So the the Mormons believe that the Thirteenth Tribe, the Lost Tribe of Israel, sailed to America in arcs and set up colonies and basically populated the entire North American continent. Um, this is very this is synchronous. Uh, Syncratic, whatever the word i'm looking for is with say the vikings and their founding of greenland vineland and then their um supposed even founding of the aztec empire as the blue-eyed blonde-haired uh, tribe of dan and tribe of dan is also the vikings who founded russia and who are also the atlanteans the scythians these blonde-haired nordic sea peoples but they're not nordic they're israelite who fled israel
0: have you done any research on this like i was listening to uh I, I think he's some sort of doctor he's some sort of historian i was listening to him on a podcast uh on an awesome podcast uh, uh, uh shout out to andreas exertus dude his show is one of the best dude do you ever li- do you ever listen to andreas exertus you should no, really check out his channel man
1: I, I I'll, actually I'll, do most of my research through uh, public library stuff. Bill Cooper's uh, – I love Bill Cooper. Bill Cooper's uh, Mystery <laughs> yeah. School series was yeah. eye-opening, and that's like basically – I'm about halfway
0: through that. I started getting burnout, but I'm about halfway through that series right now. It's really good.
1: It's really good. No, that, that, was, yeah. that was a classic. And then I also like uh, mythology, Ancient Mysteries, Mythology 7, that creator, A. Christie. He's a British uh, – Researcher, he publishes a lot on YouTube about the send Samaria. me send me
0: his channel send me his yeah, channel I'll, after this yeah, yeah. I definitely want to check that out and I'm going to send you this this blew my fucking mind tell me what you think about this like tell me if you've done any research that backs this up or what your thoughts are on this concept he was basically saying that like uh, almost oh, man I don't I don't even want to fucking ruin it <laughs> so I'm just going to like basically lay out the premise of it was just that like most of Europe. And basically all of, like, what we would consider the Middle East and probably North Africa and, like, into Asia, like, they all spoke Arabic. Arabic was the main, like, that was, like, the trade language, kind of how, like, English is now. You know how, like, almost everybody has to know English, right? And so he was finding, uh, this guy has been, like, looking and finding artifacts that, like, are well before the time of, like, Christ and things like that, like, like old stuff, um, like, in like ancient like what would be like Scandinavia-ish areas like in Denmark and Sweden and stuff and then all the way in Ireland like hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, with like it would have like Celtic symbols on it. So it's like a Celtic coin or something like that, right? But then it would also have Arabic writing on it and it would say like, uh, Allah is the one true God and on it and crazy stuff like that. And it was just Like, this theory was just blowing my mind that basically, like, even the ancient Hebrew, like, that, like, uh, they were actually speaking, like, Aramaic, right? And Aramaic was just a dialect of Arabic. Arabic. And so it's like, all of this was Arabic, and they had way more influence than like then we give them credit for and it was this huge cover up and maybe that has something to do with tartaria too like in the reset and covering up like this old history that like the arabic language and the Ara- arabic people had way more like than we ever even knew and it just blew my fucking mind dude he was rewriting history in my head i was like holy shit and that makes way more sense
1: yeah and things like um, islam in the arabic world yeah. is uh, we have it confused as Islam being uh, something that progresses the ancient world. Actually, um, Islam was set to war against the previously existing pagan Arabic world. And uh, through their uh, military efforts, they were able to destroy literally all of history, including burning the libraries of Alexandria, including decapitating all the scholars of Baghdad. Um, they did shit that people um, still are... are, are, are having to figure out because the records were so destroyed like cities all of the ruins are because of the islamic revolt like the reason why babylon doesn't exist why the gardens of babylon are gone why the seleucid empire is is there's really no evidence of it even though it was alexander the great's absolute direct descendants of the greeks when they ruled that area including when the time of jesus when he was born was a seleucid empire controlled jerusalem and the reason why they were giving taxation to the Romans is because the Seleucid Empire had been subjugated by Rome. And so the reason well, why. Dude, the in
0: Rome, actually, for a while, he was explaining that they had a Muslim uh, Caesar Yep that, that it had been taken over. Well, and so, like, like, and the the Catholic Church doesn't recognize it, and like, they're like, no, that never happened. But like, the Orthodox Church definitely recognizes it, and they're right. like, no, that absolutely
1: happened. And there's a me? reason why like, Russians are Muslim. There's a reason why there's the the cupola domes in Moscow and the Kremlin. Those are Muslim buildings. Tartaria is a... It's an Dude, Ur-
0: you might be right about that. They do look Muslim, and people, a don't, lot want people <laughs> don't want to talk
1: about that. We don't want to talk about that. That's they made, fascinating. And they've made up this, this concept of Genghis Khan. And I know that's not what we're going you know, to talk about in this episode, but they also made up the idea of Mongols and the Huns as this idea of why uh, cultural diffusion occurred so rapidly. Like, that's like, oh, for these these people were just riding horses all around the world. And that's why all these things kind of, and you're like, or was there really a global intermixed international, uh, like trade system and travel system, which would blow people's minds that like uh, there is a movie with Antonio Banderas as a Spanish Muslim prince who is sent to live with Vikings as a ambassador and this is the 13th warrior. And then he goes on the battle and he earns their respect and he writes the myth of Beowulf in their language, English, which becomes. And it's all it's it was written by Michael Crichton. So it's not this throwaway thing. It's, you know, he was this absolutely, you know, intelligent person who is realizing the significance of that, that Muslims in the Islamic world, the Arabic world is the reason why we have any books or any historical texts of the ancient world at all and it's through uh for example islamic mysticism sufism and uh yazidism that we have modern day gnosticism because it was the you know say for example the preservation of john the baptist works or these apocryphal doctrines and um and if anything islam is suffering a a increasing purge against that where even today it seems to be a, like how Christianity today is seen as the antithesis of all things uh, occult and the same thing as Orthodox is uh, uh, Judaism is considered all things anti-Kabbalistic but really it's not and anyone who knows the truth knows it's not. They, the people derive their power from masteries of these concepts like we're going to talk about the sacred feminine the divine masculine and um the third option the sacred third option which is the union of both and this idea of um non-human existence that is both existences the shikana glory of god as they've talked about it in the the uh, kabbalistic traditions or in the free masonic or the southern baptist even the Shekinah glory of God, which is the male, female, he, her, she, him idea of God in this idea of creation in the garden, for example. Uh, fun fact, while we get into this, pagan, pagan means uh, return to the garden or re- regardening, Uh, which means... Does it really? That's fascinating. And it means the return yeah. to the Garden of Eden. It means that you in every single pagan religion, it's the recreation of the Garden of Eden. And that it's every single pagan religion ultimately is the same mythology or the Box Saga,
0: the Garden of Heathen. If you, uh, I I don't have you have you looked into the the Box Saga at all? That's most fascinating thing in the world, man.
1: It it is. such a fun thing. It's one of the many uh, alternative slash uh, more symbolic legends of creation. I actually really encourage people to look into. the Native American slash uh, Hispanic American areas, mythologies. And that could be my own because of my own location and traditions and culture, but the Mayan and Aztec er- uh, birth cycles of the earth and the origin cycles and shit like that. That shit blows my we're, fucking mind. Dude, we should do
0: an episode on that. Uh, we're going to get way off topic from. if we start talking about this, but that's well, fascinating not, shit, it, man. So I love it. It
1: involves the divine masculine, divine feminine, and it does. The Absolutely. Third option. Now, this is where um, we'll get into it. I have a good side and the bad side. I have the, the highly significant occult, like symbolic individual side, and then the Real world black pill side and what's going on with these forces currently um, But keep in mind that in everything these forces exist and they play themselves out These are universal realities not mere concepts and not mere things to be believed in or not They are realities in all things they form the the basis of for human psychology or human identity, or even what it means to be, uh, intelligent or uh, spiritual. And these are at very, at the very fundamental levels in so intangible, so metaphysical, they are thoughts, they are feelings, they are, uh, experiences that, that Every human being, you know, every single human being out of these, seven point whatever billion, nearly eight billion human beings, every single human being has a spirit and a soul. It is beyond language. It is beyond time and space. It is, you know, part of the great universal thing, right? So that's my own, like, kind of disclaimer when we get into it. Because uh, I will lay into it. I will, I will lay into both of them and talk about how, they produced a lot of evils in this world, Forever, however much good they produced, that they produce so much evil because of it. And yeah, this, this I mean, crazy. I think it's
0: specific groups, though, that, like, occult <laughs> and take over these things, and, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I'll, I'll tell you, like, where I'm at. Like, uh, I'll tell you my bias. I am a Christian. I call, I call myself a Christ follower, right? So, like, philosophically, I, I try to be Christ-like. That is, that's my goal. So I don't necessarily, I don't even like to use the word Christian because Christianity has so much baggage attached to it. So I will tell you, that is my bias. And I think that Christianity has definitely been like co-opted and occulted and turned into something ugly. Cause like, I, like to me, when I hear things about like, you know, uh, what the heck with it when, when they were, uh, you know, killing all the, well, basically when they were killing all the Jewish people in, uh, in, in Spain, what was that called? you know what I'm talking
1: about? Inquisition. Uh,
0: yeah, the Inquisition, things like that, like that has nothing to do with the teachings of Christ. Yeah, has nothing. nothing. To do with it. <laughs> yeah, has nothing. so like I hate when people are like, "Well, Christianity has caused so much bloodshed." You know, I'm like, "Yes, it has." The co-option of Christianity and they've done these things in the name of Christianity. Yeah, no, it's
1: disgusting. Let's and it's evil. <laughs> yeah, let's start with Catholicism yeah. and let's see how. Let's break this down into the divine masculine, divine feminine battle within Catholicism and what Catholicism truly is. Uh, Catholicism is is for the tomb. It's it's a, a, a catacomb, right? It was the idea of death. So it's a death cult. But the idea of the Virgin Mary is the uh, adoption of the pagan concept of the sacred feminine in the form of Isis and in the form of Hera and the form of this the virginal goddesses aphrodite artemis demeter all of that the cons it was pick and choose but the most conceptual realities of it was attributed to the virgin mary uh most blessed upon all women that's what i'm saying like the idea of catholics was the virgin mary was the divine feminine and the divine masculine uh very interestingly so, so this is the gateway to it the divine masculine is best represented uh in Catholic, in Catholicism as the Pope, not Christ, but the Pope through God, because the idea of Christ in Catholicism is that Christ is that third option. The, the binding and communion of two of those forces, the divine for God impregnating the sacred feminine, the cosmic egg, which is what's known traditionally in ancient, uh, lore versus the sky God, Zeus, Saturn, uh, these these heavenly father figures which come into the world in the greek pantheon and the roman pantheon which was adopted from the greek uh, you can see the story in poseidon zeus hades these hyper only masculine figures uh approach divinely feminine women and take them for bridegrooms. And then from the brides, they either produce the children, which become demigods, and which who live out their, their heroic cycles on earth, right? which is the entire reason why Catholicism has based the life and times of Jesus Christ. So if you want to get even crazier, personally, just as an A-side, I hold to the theory that Jesus Christ and Julius Caesar are one in the same figure. And historically, I've heard that. they have split the I, they, two. Because also, it, Muhammad,
0: I've heard the same thing.
1: Yeah, and Krishna
0: was, and all kinds of... Muhammad you know, was some interesting definitely things,
1: yeah. uh, uh, Catholic. Definitely first a pagan Arab but married to a Catholic woman of great fortunes and intentionally educated in the ways of the religions the, of Abraham, of the monotheistic religions of Abraham, so that Islam would be traditionally an Abrahamic religion and thus get cre- uh, abilities to convert the local uh, now rebellious and absolutely like bandit tribes and nomad tribes of the ex Jews who were forced into the deserts after Rome and you know burned down Jerusalem the temple and scattered them to the winds. So after that, which is a hilarious case, uh, that that there is no real link to true Israel or the of the Old Testament. That Judea, the North Kingdom, went up to the Ukraine. And then they were the Khazars from there on, and then, then the Islamic world and the Christian world, when they tried to escape, crushed into them, and then they had to disseminate and become the diaspora. And then the Israelis actually became the Arabic Middle Eastern peoples, the Palestinians, et cetera, who over time um, let themselves be converted over to the earliest ages of Islam. They're the ones who burned Dude, down. The there's water.
0: a ton, yeah. though, man. There's a ton of those. Uh, Of those Muslim Palestinians that were, they were Jews, dude. They actually were Jews, but they just found it easier to get along, to go along, you know. And they're just like, okay, yeah, we're we're. If you look at, but like to me, dude, they're the only ones that have the true like. If you want to talk about like uh, this is their promised land, yeah, they're the only ones that actually have any real like bloodline attachment to that land anymore. Like Like, the rest of it is just to me, like I don't don't even think that the Kaiser, the Caesars. Uh, had is like Jewish blood. I don't think so. And I don't think yeah. any of the Ashkenazi Jews have any fucking actual genetic tie to that land. I think I just see it as like European imperialism 2.0. Yeah. Like,
1: and it, it, you get the idea that uh, Jesus Christ uh, cut off that covenant and closed the old book. So it's a irrelevant issue, but at the same time, the only true Israelites would be the tribe of Dan who are the Vikings who are the That's uh, fascinating Anglo- I, don't know. English- I don't know about Catholic that Catholic. that's cool <laughs> no and you think about you are like that's yeah. why queen elizabeth has the stone of jacob under the crown of the church of the of the queen of england and you're like why and you're like cuz they, they think that they literally have the the genealogies of the like you know when they say the bloodline of christ the holy grail that's what they mean are the last provable bloodlines to the uh, Days of Israel, the twelve tribes of Israel. So I've a
0: hundred percent heard that before. That that is what they're talking about. But I've also heard that these people literally don't think that they have that blood. They think that they have the blood of uh, of the Canaanites of 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 Ab- uh, Cain, right? Don't is it so? What is it? All the same, they it think- comes
1: from Adam. It's all the same because it comes okay. from Adam, the original divine male um, archetype for most of this is oh, actually he's actually he's the, the he's the archetype of the third option the sun the product the the very strange existential creation of the sun figure which is a combination of both with Eve being the divine feminine or Lilith being the divine feminine originally and God being the divine masculine the saturnic demiurge figure because ultimately no matter what catholic uh, kabbalistic Jew um uh, you know muslim um or any of the say asian religions the cults there um or any of the south american or, La- or uh, western hemisphere religions the cult religions it's ultimately easiest understood as this divine feminine is sophia knowledge birth fertility um all the feminine like, instinctively intuitively sixth sense feminine attributes to the yin the 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 you know like even that which cannot be understood but is just inherently understood as this one idea of the spectrum right and the spectrum has the middle part which is pure neutrality then goes into the masculine and the divine masculine is not an earthly presence it is a heavenly force an outside force as far outside of the forces you can get that pushes into you as a penetrative phallic action to inseminate, to bring that fluid into the cosmic egg or into the cosmic womb or the great yoni or the great, and this is gonna get really kind of because it is. It ultimately is how life starts, how life is conceived is the mixture, is the meaning of the union of these two absolutes, which produces the secret third thing, which is just existence itself, which is just creation itself uh, without identity, without gender, without uh, being, without a physical substance, without a form. It's just that an intelligence that free floats. It's the idea of God being everything all around us and nothing at all at the same time. And that's the truth. All Gnostics and all true Christians and all true Jews and all true Muslims know that through scripture, it clearly states, and. Dozens and dozens of ways that God is not human. God is not understandable. God is the beyond and ultimate meta concept of which all concepts are inferior in scope and importance. It literally created the entire universe uh, and is beyond it. When the universe ends, it will still exist. It has no attachment to anything in this physical dimension or world. It has no form or function beyond it can create all form and function. It has no, um, uh, there is no way to judge its actions for there is no way to understand it. And because it is literally the life spark inside all and all their destiny and action is completely within its, un, like you know, mastery and knowledge. And in uh, much the same way, John Baptist said, God does not need Abraham. God can make children from stone. It is a purely existing life force that is literally beyond the flesh world or the world of men and women. But the divine masculine, divine feminine are purely within the mental and only the mental because this is a spiritual mental ph- uh, phenomenon at all. to even express reality in these terms uh, because the most accurate way is the third option is the the idea of Christ of being in pure acceptance in the moment zen where all your powers are then unlocked and you literally are like walking on water because you are literally lighter than any concern of the moment any you know that's much of what he said like it's it's you know there is no concern or love of this world there is only a love of being of the father of creation of these uh, constants even then the new The testaments that we read, the King James version of the Bible, which I have read cover to cover, was written by Freemasons, was written by divine masculine principle worshipers, and all the language is absolutely skewed favorably in one direction or the other. So just to get that kind of out of the way, now you can still love Christ and you can still love God, but you have to know that if the Catholic church is one way corrupted, then Protestant churches are also the same way corrupted. And they are also divine masculine they teach you that women are evil and that in fact in many cases that satan is a woman and, and many, in many than the black pill see, I, have I haven't heard one that one yet, one yet. <laughs> they well they have fully yeah. embraced it if you look into say witchcraft um, vampirism things like that these are women led cults these are female oriented hecate ha- chaos goddess worshiping uh, there's a whole, so there's a whole shadow. After all things, that exist, the shadow, right? And even though you may have the best white-sided magician, law and order abiding, holy, sacred, feminine, druid, wicked, you know, Mother Earth worshiping people, you have Lilith worshipers who are the incarnation of all rage and pain, revenging the the fate of women by murdering babies, by killing people, their men who they sacrifice to their goddess. Do you think that it.
0: has anything to do with maybe at, uh, the occult it. folks that uh, and you know the oh man the uh, eugenicists that like started Planned Parenthood because that seems a hell of a lot like they're aborting yes. a hell of a lot of babies and they're they're very protective over it. It's uh, it's a
1: day. very interesting thing. Today, October 3rd, 2022, the Church of Satan filed a motion against the Supreme Court against the uh, banning of abortion because it violates their religious freedoms.
0: Yeah. This is absolutely. We should be able to murder our babies.
1: (laughs) It's part of our religion. It's part of their religion. And now I'm not saying that there is. uh, uh, I'm not saying that this is good in any form. I'm not saying that. But it is absolutely the natural progression beyond these occult societies like i say i hate these societies with the passion i studied them as the enemy but i studied them for wanting to know why evil exists in this world and one of the reasons is because both the divine masculine and the divine feminine cults of this world can be perverted to go to extremes and with the divine masculine you have moloch and then you have Ball and both of those are extreme masculine homosexual gods that do not seek creation but seek the ultimate masculine act of destruction they are the bull god they are the horn god their sacred rites include homosexual rape they are the ones who prefer trans men into women um where that's it's a it's a woman but with a phallus with a with a dick that that's what they prefer because they do not want any part of the feminine. They want only the masculine. This is the kind right. of mentality where you see two fully butch masculine guys fucking each other. And it's, and like, I, 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 that's what the Moloch church is. That is the, in, in all history, that's who worshiped and performed the infant sacrifices because maternity uh, slash you know the maternal instinct to raise a child is feminine and the most masculine thing to do is to be able to look a child and then throw it into a fire for your bull god to give you a massive erection so you could fuck boyfriends and your tranny dudes and it's a absolute dark black hole of a belief but it's been existent yeah, for thousands of awful. years. Now, so
0: what this know, made me know, think of real fast what, uh Okay. Sorry. What, what this made me think of real fast is I had heard these stories. Oh man, I'm trying to remember. I think it was crazy bone that said this uh, rapper back in the day was talking about how a uh, black rap was co-opted. He said by these specific corporations and they wanted to make rap more violent, more like, like just terrible basically. Right. Just to influence the culture. So it would, because they were, Uh, like attached to private prisons. These guys were like people that were like in corporations attached to private prisons. They wanted more young black men to go to prison uh, because they were going to get a cut. And so the record industry was like shaking hands with the private prison industry and saying like, Hey, we're going to make an agreement. We're going to make, we're going to promote and push more violent, terrible hip hop that will get more young black men into prisons and so they just had this like cycle, like this whole thing. And then what, then they can never, well, I, I don't vote myself cause I'm an anarchist, but uh, you lose your voting rights. So you lose your, you know, your, I guess your voice in that weird sense if your vote even counts. I don't think it does. But then you also lose any legitimate right to self-defense. You can never legally own a firearm. And if you have one, I could put your ass right back in prison. You know what I mean? And it was a way to control the black men. And then also, dude, I was hearing about these like really rich music execs that like, there's this like ritualistic uh, sex magic ritual. They call like breaking the bull. So they want to get the most like, Big masculine black man that's like, and they want to rape him. Yep. They want to have sex with him. And it, that made me think, of, like, you're describing the Moloch rituals. Uh, this would make a lot of sense if this was like a Moloch thing. Yes. It, uh, it, like these people were, yeah, that breaking of the bull ceremony. ceremony.
1: Yeah, ceremony, yeah. ceremony which isn't rap, which is absolutely one of the subtexts of rap, is that it's 100% the co option of queer black culture. And that's just an A side. Uh, but like, no 100 that's 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 the black magic influence that's the corruption of secret societies into the real world where something as innocent as music which is sold to people you know as one thing is because black magic is all deception it's all an illusion it's all subliminal that the iconography and the messages and the the situ- the climates that it creates are the spell are the ritual itself and there's a reason why Easy E died to AIDS for example uh, and then I'm saying like, before we uh, we can go into an entire episode on the the hidden and subtextual world like the secret side of the music but yeah, we um, should. There is I, a but I, I just know. want
0: to tie in that what i meant when they like they're sending them to prison is like then in prison you know oh, men rape. Rape. Yeah, it's just a very trape society and they yeah. allow it
1: to happen Oh, absolutely! That's the whole case of this. um, Now prisons are themselves extremely black magic ritual sacrifice things, satanic and design. That they're designed like pentagrams and like shit like that. They're fucked up. I was like, prisons are super fucked up. Um, But yeah, like uh, with the Moloch culture and everything like that, the the bull breaking that there's it's present in every aspect of all sexual abuse all ritual abuse all like a major pedophilia all major serial killers there is that included in satanic rituals of all kinds wiccan rituals Freemasonic rituals of certain degrees uh for example the um the the mortar spade the mortar spade is symbolic for a, a mason who has gone through ritualistic sodomy and that is a bond between brothers, as it's represented as that, because the Freemasons worship the divine masculine. They worship an architect, a grand architect, who is Hiram Lebiff, And those people back in the King Solomonic days practiced ritual sodomy. It was Dude, the church- I there- would
0: love to do an episode just on Hiram, Hiram, what the hell is his name? I can't Hiram Lebiff. Was- Hiram L'Biff. I would yeah. love to do an episode on that and just the building of Solomon's temple and uh the actual like meaning of Solomon's temple yep. it's pretty fucking wild man I but i got going all about that
1: yeah and to the other side and the, here's the thing with the the pharisees the pharisees were exactly the same as i'm describing now by the time of the, of Jesus Christ he is referring to the this synagogue of Satan the pharisees because they aren't any part the same as the exodus hebrews the ones who built the temple of solomon they are this uh weird degenerate society a secret society that is the freemasons that is that culture that is that black and white um, secret ranked degree system In and that's Christians. who he's railing against and that's why um when the concepts of uh, freemasonry come up it's all about the fact that they're trying to deny that they are the pharisees they're trying to deny that they are literally the ones who lost the temple and who were given the responsibilities and they're trying to rebuild the temple the third temple and uh that's a big push of theirs is to rebuild the third temple to rebuild it again and this is creating the new world order Etc. And that's a, a reason why they're motivated. That what's the motivation? Oh, so you have the NWO. So, what does the NWO do? Just, you know, say make black people fuck each other in the ass? No, they're trying to rebuild the third temple, but keep the other nations down so that they can achieve this goal, etc. And like it, but I was going to say, if you go the other way, divine feminine worship, you have your Lilith cults. The Lilith cult demands 1,000 infant sacrifices per day. 1,000 sacrifice. you have the Eve cults, the Eve cults of Wicca and of various Gnostic sects, like the Cathars, who believe that the spirit of Eve, who bit the apple of knowledge and cast mankind out of the Garden of Eden, was the true hero of mankind. These are Promethean cults. These are cults of, like, Harry's. These are the ancient mystery cults. Isis, for example, in ancient Egyptian mythology, stole the secret of creation from Ra tricked him with her intellect, her cunning took the secret of life, the power of God, the sun, God, the sky father, and gave it to man. And that's why ISIS is revered as the goddess of, you know, that she is. That's like, you know, how she, you know, how is she indebted or how people are indebted to her. And she was as equal or even greater than this idea of binaries Of masculine god of raw until they made it monotheistic, and all monotheism is choosing one or the other. And historically, the solar cult of divine masculinity has triumphed through uh, violence and through ritual rape and through um, basically the creation of society as we know it, which is one hundred percent the conquest of the Catholic Church of the Anglo sphere etc with the feminine cults weaponizing just the same look at how bodica for example in history treated the romans by burning down typically cities uh, typically these feminine cults work through fires work through i want to play devil's
0: advocate for bodica
1: <laughs> no, I, I love bodica yeah. like,
0: yeah. but that's well, i just I want to, to play devil's advocate for her because First of all, if you're invading my home, oh, I'm yeah. going to fucking do anything to oh, you. Oh, yeah. And fuck you. So that's my first part. And then the second part was, like, supposedly, like, historically, this was documented. And, you know, I don't know how much history I buy anyways. Her and her virgin daughters were, like, raped. Right. By and, the like, soul. And, like, her daughters bro. were, like, fucking, yeah. And raped in front of her. And therefore, gold. like, ruining yeah. them for marriage and all this. All And it was, like, done on purpose just yeah. to fuck with them. And so, like anything, Botica did
1: good. <laughs> yeah. no, absolutely, that the idea of the Botica War between her and what created the Empire of the British—the British, the British Empire—is from Botica, um, and the captured Romans and and those that were Romanized and left behind. Now, there's a—they're not going to go to the complete history of the British Empire, the crypto history of it, but Botica—that would be a good. fun episode in itself, dude. Yeah. The British, Boudica the British Empire, good. man.
0: Ooh, i blame every modern problem on the british empire it's, it's, like, the british it's like empire. 6 degrees from kevin bacon you know that yep. concept you can yep. find like every fucking modern problem is is britain's fault
1: yeah and so well, i mean no you're absolutely right and it's because they are a um, a queen they they have a king yes but they are a queen and ma- ma- matriarchy they are a Feminine worshipping society and their royal family is a cult based on the royal feminine, the Santa Sangra, the uh, Holy Grail, which is the divine feminine. As all Dan Brown fans are fully aware of, if you've ever seen um, any of the Dan Brown movies, you know uh, the Illuminati. I um, oh man, definitely go watch them. Go go watch those films. They're very much like it's just you know like ABC. This is obviously we're telling you what's going on and you just have to choose to listen or not. It's not a, it's not a film. It is a lesson kind of, you know, just like a two yeah. hour like lesson on um, the true history of suppression of Jesus Christ's bloodline of his humanity of his um, of the, of the Catholic Church's uh, conspiracy of silence and their uh, organized crime syndicate that they call it church. And things like that, but yeah, that's thing. Like, because you you worship the divine masculine, does not mean you are inherently one hundred percent right or wrong. But people do commit a lot of evil, and one of the main evils that is committed in the name of the divine masculine is ceremonial rape and rape for domination and submission, the breaking of the will, the breaking of the buck, uh, the breaking of the bull. And that is 100% why rape happens in prisons. It's 100% why rape happens in the military. 100% why rape Uh happens in any institution of power like the cults, the secret societies, and why rape is 100% a part of all these secret societies. All of these secret societies practices ceremonial homosexuality. And this is a co-option, yes, of the natural homosexual side of people, but it is... Only in divine and purely divine masculine worshiping societies where homosexuality and pedophilia, homosexual pedophilia takes a elect and special ceremonial, almost occult position, which is why in the Catholic Church priests priests fuck little boys because that is the symptom of a divine masculine worshiping psychology. I'm saying like I was just
0: having this conversation like just the other fucking day, dude. It was like the, the promotion of this pedophilia is absolutely fucking insane. And yeah. it, I was like, if I was a homosexual, dude, if I was like a gay guy, I'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like yeah. that, like down in like in Los Angeles and in Austin, Texas, when they're having little boys go on on the stage and do drag queen shows, you're like, if I'm a gay guy, I'm like, first of all. Get this fucking kid out of here! It's like every gay man I know—they're wild, man. They're they're just great. They're they're great people. They're fun. Like not everyone, actually. Some gay guys I know are assholes, but some of the gay guys I know are fucking great. My good friends, and dude, they just want to like do blow back here and then go and have sex in the corner in the the skeezy bar and just have like that's that's the thing—they're just a bunch of fun old. Adult degenerates, and that's, that's great. But like that's not a place for a fucking yeah. kid, dude. Yeah. And if I was a gay guy, I'd be like, get these fucking kids out of here. You're a you're ruining my vibe, b why the fuck are, like, you're giving gay people a terrible name right now. What are you, you know, doing? Honest, what are you guys doing?
1: Yeah. Like To this- be honest, uh, nine out of ten people are not aware of this. They're not awake. They are materialists. They are living in their moment. They don't have an ulterior motive or a connection to any of this. But the people that are in charge of pushing this, because there's someone organizing all this. There's someone allowing it. There was one in, I think, Dallas, where they had armed guards. They had literally I know the one in point.
0: Austin that they had armed guards and they yeah, were oh, like, showing
1: the one in Austin. Yeah, yeah had, and I was like, so this is this is clearly they're trying to start something and they want to dude and
0: they're gonna get something if you keep pushing like that. Yeah. Dude, honestly, and that's that's part of like that's also part of the talk that like I've been having with folks. It's mm-hmm. like all it's gonna take is like all of these things are from countries that are like rich and opulent and we have all this like extra wealth and we can be these weird circus freaks and like that shit doesn't happen in fucking like that shit doesn't happen in Afghanistan. Well I don't know some other weird shit happens no, there. I mean, but you know
1: what I mean but that no, shit like specifically in poor this. countries. In like, all seriousness uh pedophilia is a problem worldwide and it's, it's right a, but it's a symptom of a good society like ours that is finally able to ethically stand up against it. Because I would say the, uh, regardless of what the culture tradition is, children are not respected or given rights, and they're not treated like human beings. Regardless of society, Like thing. Absolutely right, man. Regardless like, of about, society, yes, they can slave... be
0: used for slave labor. Like by their parents, they can also. It's like if I if I fucking smack you, what I can I, get arrested and go to jail for assault.
1: What I think if is that's up, if that's a child and I smack them. Yeah, what I think what is, are they gonna do? is how they are treated in, in schools. They are abused and they are co-opted and you're indoctrinated. you're putting
0: your child in a, in a government indoctrination yeah. camp and exactly. you sign away your rights to the government, the second you let them darken that doorway and you sign that shit, yep. then you know what? The government can do any medical treatment they want on your kids because it's called compl- uh, implied consent yep. they've told me this shit like they can go and put like fluoride treatments all over your kids's teeth they can fucking give them any vaccine they can give them hormone replacement therapy they can do anything they can fucking do whatever they want yep. why because you implied the consent when you brought your child here yep and it's so true. if you fucking taking your child to a public school you're a fucking fool you're a fool. Well,
1: the idea itself, there's a huge reason in the understanding America as trying to create the perpetual and forever child in which it's yes. a, it's a even more fucked up understanding where a person is only valued or important in their youth. And that's it. And there goes into like so much of this, but like um that's, that goes into so much and it's so much fucked up shit, especially with the pedophilia side. And the mullet cults, like I said, they are mullet cults are more likely to kill in snuff films and uh have these BDSM ca- uh uh type sex cults, especially throughout Europe. But female cults are uh just as likely to have uh murder rings, uh drug rings. In place of, with not necessarily strictly pedophilic, but specifically based on infants, specifically mm-hmm. based on babies, specifically based on literally newborns and things like that. As I like, so a Moloch cult will fuck like a thirteen-year-old kid to death okay. on film. A oh, lilac cult will have a a child specifically to kill it. The child will be born. It will be brought to a table and stabbed through the heart. Um this is just be,
0: making me think of like Frazzle Drip and like Hill Dog. Yeah.
1: Right, so, yeah. so so let's go into this modern uh, dark side of the of what how it controls society. Hillary Clinton, absolutely uh, divine, feminine worshiping, but dark side as shit. Lilith cult, Eastern Star, uh, dark side of Isis. Uh, because the moon, because they follow the moon, and the moon is full. And then there's the new moon, which is completely black. And this works out in their black and white duality of the MK Ultra and uh, various other ways. So always this black lodge, definitely uh, selective, volunteer, what could be easily just called satanic and just written off as that, right? Like it's too, too long to read. It's just satanic, but it's absolutely divine feminine uh, personified in its darkest form. Her and her, let's uh, be honest, Muslim Arabic Huma Abedin, for example, during the days of Pizzagate. But she's had many different handlers and assistants throughout her entire lifetime because she was born into it, born into it from Arkansas, but say it easy, Satanist, but they're like De- uh, whatever uh, cult group that fled to the Ozarks, um, you know, and whatever hybrid of lay occultist and just evil because the way people survived in the frontier was 100% organized crime. And so she is the legacy of this true America, which is the country Satanist, the country murderer, the people with literal bodies buried under the floorboards type folk. Who amassed massive wealth through landownings, and when the world modernized, were able to use those predatory and evil instincts with knowledge, with education. She's not dumb. She's a complete genius. She's well educated at that, right? Given privilege and uh, initiation to a lot of circles, she was absolutely aware of the occult and the practices of. Uh, the societies to belong to that of all politicians, Bohemian Grove comes to mind. For example, Clinton, Bill Clinton, big fan of Bohemian Grove. Everyone talks about Epstein Island. People kind of forget about Bohemian Grove. That was like the first Epstein Island that's still going on that no one has ever <laughs> tried to stop, you know, besides Alex Jones going there. And as they like Epstein Island at least got stopped because <laughs> I think the Bohemian Grove guys stopped it. I think they were the ones who are like tired of the competition they were like shut that shit down no but the bohemian grove guys are the same thing these female cultists and you know why the bohemian grove is female and even though it has all male occupants it's because they worship the owl which is the owl of um
0: artemis Interesting, because I was going to think that because they sometimes refer to that owl as Moloch, and I know that there's a lot of homosexual activity that happens at Bohemia. Yes, at Baham- and Bahamian the ritual
1: homosexuality. Yeah, but it's, it's it. They also cross dress. Now, men can yeah. also worship the goddess, but when the men worship the goddess, it's cross dressing and. Um, Fagging out. I can't explain this any other way. Fagging out. Where it's like, you know, they wear drag and they wear they they suck each other off. And it's like fucking total submission bottoming stuff. They don't want to put that in play in the terms. but Moloch would be more of an aggressive topping action. Uh it's so ass. It's so and,
0: fucked up that they have to turn this occult and weird. Cause like I remember when I was a teenager. I loved Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I used to go to the fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show all yep. the time. I won a costume contest. I was yep. a dirty sled. I shook my dick and nuts on stage. Like, and I won a fucking lollipop.
1: That was well, the if first time. The Rocky Horror Picture, <laughs> Show, Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show is also symbolic of this divine masculine, divine feminine in the occult as it comes to terms with and both then, the and the perverse. With you know, Janet and, and, and then Brad, they have okay, Janet I was Bethany just gonna say divine masculine, divine feminine, but uh yeah. Uh, Frankenfurter and uh, Rocky being the dark side, because the dark side is that Moloch is created, like I said, the, the boy toy, sex slave, uh, top, Mo- Rocky, and then Frankenfurter, who is a dude in drag, but the idea that that is in praise of this divine perversion. Um, Lilith, for example, extreme succubus energy, extreme incubus energy to its followers. These are sex cults. These are uh, understood as like the Dionysians and stuff like that. This idea of um, extreme lust, nymphomania, uh, willing encouragement of sexual pursuit, activity, and independence in its own membership. Nothing is taboo to an initiate of these feminine, divine feminine cults, good or bad. So this is what you had as so a good the idea of limiting hedonism or not, but everything is encouraged from lesbianism uh, to the, the ceremony of homosexuality between women, uh, marriage with men, uh, procreation, except sleeping around, female pedophilia, all of that is encouraged. It's 100% encouraged and endorsed and, and, it, and it's taught to its members at a very young age. Uh, It's also taught sometimes as Christianity, all these things are sometimes taught under the guise of Christianity, the children of God cult, for example, very famous Christian pedophile cult, they would recruit their members through seduction, they would send out their young girls and young boys to seduce a new membership and recruit them to their cult. And this is connected with the CIA. This is connected with a lot of behind-the-scenes government actions. But these cults do this regardless. A lot of the hippie cults, a lot of the New Age cults, were fully into this free love idea. And all of that is a return to the orgyistic bacchanalia of ancient Greece, ancient Rome. And even before that, which is these fertility rituals, which have their... They have existence from um, Celtic religions Gallic religions in uh, Germanic religions um, and, and all cultures all cultures have this Side of it. Like I said it, all of it has a divine feminine or divine masculine side and the endorsement of uh, promiscuity and uh, sexual hedonism uh, nudity uh, for example, like it, we mentioned rap music earlier. Pop music is completely divine feminine and worshipping in that 100% the best artists, quote unquote, the most famous artists are women. They are women who sell their sex. They are women who are flaunting their sex, like Beyonce, etc., who come out, Madonna, who come out specifically in costume of Ishtar, costumes of Astra, and and various other yeah, um, even it goes like Katy Perry and her Egyptian uh, Isis costuming and stuff like that. Like, um, it it just goes on and goes on and goes on. Uh, that, yeah, one hundred percent. The world is still the chessboard, the stage of these ancient uh, divinities. These ancient divinities of the sacred masculine, sacred feminine. So, text. I want to
0: ask your opinion on this. So, we have these cults, right? And these cults are worshiping things like Moloch, Baal, Ishtar, Isis. These like divine ma- feminine, these divine masculine. And you're, and you're
1: and you Sophia and the Demiurge. It's Saturn and um, you know, it's it's opposite. It's uh, Saturn and Neptune. It's the idea of um, a binary, two pillars, masculine, feminine, right? And okay. and all the different pagan deities are just avatars of these two forces which exists yeah. in all people uh, simultaneously, but are represented as feminine and masculine.
0: Whole. So what, what I was going to ask you, so we have this, we have this divine feminine, we have this divine masculine going on here. And these are representing like these like, well, creator. And then I don't really understand what the feminine is besides like maybe the nurturer and maybe this, but so is there an actual deity do you believe in do you, is there a being behind this divine feminine is there a being behind this divine masculine was there a creator can this be tied into anything like the anunnaki was there any like genetic manipulation and they're worshipping like like ancient gods that might have actually been aliens is there something like that or is this like like you said is this just like a kind of concept of the masculine coming as the creation coming into the womb creating all of this like something coming into nothing i guess and then combining and creating is there is there more to it than that is there or do you think it's just that
1: personally i um, you know i kind of even reserve judgment for what this all ultimately means And what the ultimate um, source of it all is Whether or not But but personally, I am leaning towards They are not real divine avatars of anything Besides universal forces like energies Like uh, attraction, repo, uh, retra- uh, push-pull type simplicities One-zeros And that that's the true nature of all of this reality, the Fibonacci sequence that we call existence. It's actually very simple. And at the same time, not based in human and real form or real intelligence. It's kind of just a matter of atomic reality, but the energies are real. The energies are real. The creator is also real. The creator of all the universe is real. We are just, and even these two major forces are just fractions of a greater uh, limitless picture of forces that play out simultaneously. Now, the human landscape is completely created by these two forces, um, the Sophia and the Demiurge. So all of human thought, reality, and existence is on the chessboard of black and white, exactly, of the chess pieces between this binary. But takes, tell me your goal opinion goal on this. I, on I'm curious about goal your... goal is, uh, become enlightened of this, this, this game, this, this, this playing field, this uh, matrix, in its truest form of the word matrix, this set of variables, and even though you can't free yourself from it, but it's just to recognize more and more lucidly the truth behind these polar opposite forces but they're not because they work together like a yin yang and you achieve that kind of Taoist uh uh third option which is like i said gnosis which is the the gift that christ gave gave us the key of um the key of solomon in many cases that's what's also known as you know this idea of enlightenment when you see that man is made up of these but is also the third thing the son of them the, the creation of them both divine and material and it's like you said yeah it, it comes down to uh, this is the question of all human spirituality it's not a matter of gods even i think of the anunnaki or of the uh the ancient aliens or of any um, celestial being, I think this is, said, this is this is a matter of awareness itself. This is a matter of life itself and not to be any less dramatic of it, but that is what life is. That is all. <laughs> that is what is, is, is. Isis. It is the is, is. Say, like, it's, it's the idea that what is the zoo? And you look in the ancient anaki I was actually watching videos on that before uh, we started the program. This is 100% Represented in the Sumerian uh, mythology. This is 100% represented in that and Pazuzu and um, uh, Lilith, the Lilith is still represented in the ancient Sumerians. Lilith is actually directly represented in the ancient Sumerians as the divine feminine. Well, Pazuzu, Zu, is the uh, cosmic bird, uh, the energy from the sky. So, that literally, the, it's the winged visitor of the sky, uh, and that they fight, they constantly are opposed to each other, uh, and that they kind of are at the same time one in the same. And so it goes into, yeah, like every, there's no culture without this. And there was no culture that started this. All cultures, all human beings tell their very existence through this system of orientation, of awareness, of, of, you know, from their very infancy, their mother, their father, uh, who they are. And um, if you watch like Neon Genesis Evangelion, a great anime series of four films, uh, even in a modern, hyper-modern, post-modern technological context, what it means to be human and to have a soul is to come to terms with the balance that you were born with of these multiple factors these or really just three one the divine masculine divine feminine your origin and who created you what you are reincarnated into because a big part of the divine masculine is uh the creation of the son who is a demigod and the demigods incarnation of the father the father is the creator but then is also destroyed typically by the son, who then assumes the father's place and identity in these pantheonic existences, except for Christianity, where it broke off specifically because it's a divine masculine church, and they can't have the divine masculine sky god be defeated by the natural third option which arises, which is the son, which is the logos, the third uh, holy ghost I mean, it's the sun. It's the, the. This is the thing too. So Catholicism wrote out women so much that they replaced the divine, the, the father, the mother, and the, the son with the Holy Ghost, and they were just like, it's a it's a fucking ghost. It's invisible. It's a you know, we we don't know what they were trying to say. Hey, you know, like like it was clearly the father, the mother, and the son, the the Trinity. We you know a father, a mother make a son. It's the Trinity. And they were like, it's the father, the son, and then the Holy Ghost, which is a spiritual occult understanding of this you know, metaphysical energy that follows. you are like, no, it's the mother. It's, the, it's the, clearly the mother. The two energies come together and they make the son. Yeah, but they
0: couldn't write her out altogether. I guess they, that's why Mother Mary included came included in the picture. right?
1: They included Mary and they made her a whore because of the idea of sexuality now if you look at cleopatra julius caesar cleopatra cleopatra was written as a very exotic seductress who had hundreds of lovers but that wasn't considered a shameful thing she was literally a sex goddess of ancient egypt and she seduced julius caesar through her divine femininity right her clever guile and wills if julius caesar and jesus christ are in fact the same individual mary magdalene is cleopatra uh you know if that even was her real name cleopatra it does seem kind of you know like made up and that this two pairings of ancient egyptian polarities created their own children so in the what's... dynasty of the holy grail but she was never okay. considered a prostitute she was never considered a low birth and in fact jesus christ loved her so much that he kissed her on the mouth so much that she made the other uh, disciples jealous And and why would they be jealous of him kissing a woman? It's because they were used to a solar divine masculine cult of ceremonial homosexuality, which Jesus did not practice. And in fact, they were kind of weirded out about that. What Jesus Christ is even referenced as having a a ceremonially performed that with a boy during the night he was taken by guards. And what she was teaching this boy, the mysteries while he was nude, but for save a linen cloth. And when Jesus was came to the guards, he fled into the night. Now that was put there as just a simple allusion to the rituals of the times, which were astro theological and obviously based on older generations, teaching the mysteries of life to the younger generation. And this includes all mysteries of life and death, including the body, which is represented in Scorpio with its tail being the representative of the dick. And the, is this whole thing, right? I was like, like, so every single thing from the horoscope to the life of Jesus to the, the creation of the Catholic Church is a reconciliation between two forces and their uh, their cultural uh, legacies their their realities and that every generation deals with it, it it's always present in all things the career fields cultures casts uh, churches creeds geographies regardless of the sophistication or the severity it's always there in some proportion
0: so what are these mystery schools what are they hiding what are what are they occulting In your opinion, I mean, obviously, we're not going to know everything that they're doing, but, like, what is this secret knowledge that they're hiding besides, I guess, uh, the Holy Grail, I guess, uh, Jesus' bloodline? That's what the Knights Templar, that's what started it, right?
1: Well, I mean, I guess there was mystery school before that, but that was like the... Yeah, not every secret society has the same goals, or uh, even though they're all connected, doesn't have the same goals. For example, there's a secret society that existed in South Korea. They were a divine, feminine, dark side Lilith cult called the cult of the eight goddesses. This cult was so strong that it literally controlled the presidents of South Korea for like eight years. Like everything they said and they edited the speeches. They uh, appointed cabinet members and political offices. They performed horoscopes. They literally controlled their schedule because they would plan like Nancy Reagan, etc., these world leaders are belong to these cults, but this cult of the eight goddesses hated men, absolutely hated men, hated their power in society, hated traditional Korean family structures down to the very core, seeking to dispose of them by doing things like legalizing abortion, doing things like uh, instigating a war with North Korea or sacrificing an entire ferry's worth of students given that they are desiring child sacrifices, et cetera. So this plays out in the real world, whether or not those goals are the same as say Hillary Clinton, who belonging to the Rothschilds and these Kabbalistic heathenist uh, uh, Canaanite Israel, uh, our families, the Zionist families, the Rothschilds, et cetera, are basically all under the umbrella of the Rothschilds and I believe uh, 13 others, that are the the thirteen black dynasties, the thirteen evil Canaanite tribes that the Israelite tri- Hebrew tribes were going to counterbalance. <laughs> Funnily enough, you know that Israel means against God? No, I didn't know that. That's Israel means against God, and it's it's because uh, Israel wrestled Isaac wrestled with God, and he yeah. wrestled with him for a night, and so Israel means against God. So. Who but they're not against the god of Israel, they're against the god of the Canaanites. Their entire existence was to fight the Canaanites. They Moses was liberated from Egypt so that they could fight the Canaanites who had taken over God's holy land. Um, you no, know I'm saying like the idea that 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 all all organizations some exist just to fight other organizations. Some like I said, I believe in a three-lawed system in which all organized crime all secret societies they rule basically the shadow world the real world that the much larger world of all illicit realities and the secret the secret that they have is that they are criminals they are absolutely evil amoral conscious they can do literally anything to anyone and not feel a fucking thing and they do this by liberating themselves ritualistically over time through generational abuse and that mm-hmm. all of these secret societies good or evil can be interpreted to be abusive and disciplinarian and it's to achieve a certain heightened state of separation from the regular quote-unquote layman the goy or the um, unawakened the waking dead the walking dead the whatever you want to call them, the people who are in darkness the materialists. Uh, the random suburbanite, you know, pedestrian plebeian, right? The, the soy boys, the cucks, the initiate of any secret society is on a different level. Confidence wise, uh, awareness wise, perception wise of the world around them. Not only because they're given initiate signals and codes and little handshakes, it's because they are doing things. Which are putting them ever more nihilistically further away from the regular people. They're rigging elections, they're talking to people of elite status, they're performing either the small corruptions, right, just maintaining secrecy, hiding other people's crimes, being associates with them, to doing their own, organizing their own, everything from drug running uh, with their own cults, Xantumote things like that, which are themselves cults, initiates that built on organize, organized religion. The military works the same way. The higher up in the military you get, the different attitudes of yourself and the perception of yourself. You start not understanding yourself outside the military. For example, you are the military. You are the, the you know the ideal type. And this could work with a coven. This could work with the military. And many times they're the same. Many times they merge into each other, like Hillary Clinton, who was both an occultist and a very high ranking one, and a politician able to live in both worlds and eventually being so good at both that she didn't have to hide. And it was not a secret. It's not a secret until Frazzle Drip came out. It was no one could bust her. No, as everyone has speculated, everyone knew, but until we had evidence in Pizzagate, she was going to get president. She was going to be the president. She was on, that thing, like before, literally Pizzagate was the thing that stopped her. But like that's thing, like they, they will control presidencies. They will control su- Supreme Court justices. They will control people of power and businesses, major corporations. Um, who do you think is in the quote unquote Illuminati? It's not just figureheads, and yes, there are plenty of those, an army of those, but there's actual motivational, motivating, and important people like Jeff Bezos, uh, Bill Gates, etc. Epstein Island, for example. Epstein Island, if you pretty just much watch-
0: any influential person that you're ever gonna see sure. on film, on television, on the radio, on the internet, someone that's gonna get promoted yep. and pushed to the top, they have an agreement or a connection or they're actually in those organizations.
1: Yep. And a lot of it is the gnosis of the demiurge and the fact of life uh, of the world we live in, and it's because they build it on this ancient knowledge, which they also restrict. So if anything, their universal goal is to keep the secret of their own existence. If anything, they have, they all have a shared singular goal of keeping the secret of their own existence. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The first rule of the Mafia is you do not go around telling you people in the Mafia, right? Well, I think like they, this is a very high stakes, secret, multi generational MK Ultra level.
0: You know that's an interesting combi- uh, uh That's an interesting connection as well. Is that a lot of the the Mafia that came from like Sicily and Southern um, Italy and things like that? They have a lot of occult. Yeah. Ties, man. That was like they they really started out as secret societies. Yes. And of they course. were turned into what they were, into that organized crime syndicates and things like that. And they still have a lot, like, dude, I think the triad too, a lot of those, like the Yakuza, all of them, they have some deep occult like yeah. ties and things. It's
1: really fascinating. For example, they said that there were 300,000 triad members in Beijing alone. And the city that I live in currently has 300,000 people maximum. So they have significant membership. It's not just, oh, it's me and five other guys. And like some cool guy we know who's going to let us smoke a bong and like worship Satan in his van. It's organized armies of people larger than the U.S. Army sometimes. Huge corporations like, you know, like Halliburton and stuff who have their CEOs as members who go to Bohemian Grove, I mean, to to underestimate this to be um, quite foolish in their ultimate extent, but their goals always are to remain in power, always are to practice absolute uh, these, these ceremonies without basically losing any power or risking any power and the ultimate keeping their membership a secret of only because that's how power is kept in the societies that they uh, existed in these occult societies is through secrecy and the secrecy of knowledge including um you know to be honest the quote unquote vices if, if it's anything it's just a vice of, of human sacrifice cannibalism you know these these really do you think something. that
0: all of those things are just for show and for ritual, or do you think that there is something like physical or spiritual that they actually gain from things like that? So like, I, I'm I'm just curious on your opinion on that, because it, it seems to me that like they wouldn't be doing it for no reason. Like they must be getting something out of it. It seems like, especially maybe, I mean, th- there must be something physical to that adrenochrome when they, th- they are like sacrificing a child after like, significant torture and things they're like getting that child to like drop those chemicals that are you know those endorphins and chemicals and things into their bloodstream and then they consume it and they have some sort of reaction do you think that there's something to that or do you think that it is just like a ritual sacrifice because you were saying like to the divine feminine and things like that there's also yeah i don't know so what's your thought on that
1: well, I was going to say, uh, not everyone has uh, vampiric uh, tendencies with their sacrifice. Adrenaline Crone is definitely one thing, though, and that is in the Hollywood, the divine feminine, the vampiric side of that Red Lodge. Um, Moloch cults, for example, incinerate and typically burn their victims. They don't consume uh, typically uh, human meat or the children that they kill. And they throw it into the fire. They feed it to Moloch. And it's it's kind of like the ritual of care in the Bohemian Grove where the, the body falls and it burns to Moloch, which is represented in that that ceremony. And it's only a representation of that because they are representing the Moloch cult um, while being an Isis cult themselves, the divine feminine cult themselves. Um, so are they they're an
0: Isis cult pretending to be a Moloch cult.
1: Well, it's a performance. It's called the okay. Cremation of Care, and it is yeah. so saggy because it's a theatric uh play of their enemies the Moloch cult, which is kind of like why they call the Al Moloch, but it's an al because al is Isis. Moloch is not uh it's very subtle, but these the divine feminine is based on subtlety. It's based on camp and it's based on um Presenting itself in in ironic ways, as ironic and, and trickster, sarcastic ways, and it's um, exactly it's it's one of those very nuanced things. That's why it's odd. It's a cult of men that are worshiping a feminine goddess, and it's it's fucking it's out there. That's what I'm saying. It's out, I wouldn't go. It's out there. <laughs> so Have they, like,
0: you heard yeah. of the connections between the owl and gray aliens? That there is like. Have you heard that symbolism before? Oh, that
1: yeah. yeah. the, okay. the owls are more than what they seem, the whole taking yeah. of the owls. The, the idea behind alien connection to it, I don't really want to make too much of when you're talking about the occult because you have to give some kind of separation between the two. But really, there is no separation. This is all happening at the same time. Well, uh, that's, that
0: might lead back to some of those yeah. cults that have oh. – a quote quote god that they're worshiping and yeah, look, I, I was trying to make that connection that they could be worshiping aliens and yeah, that could at, be
1: uh, yeah oh let's look at this uh at, like tw- let's like, so the idea of the owls not being who they are or being connected to these higher dimensional forces look, let's look at uh twin peaks which is what a perfect have you seen twin peaks I have not
0: Everybody tells me to watch it. I, I gotta find it.
1: Is it on Netflix or something? When
0: is what's it on? I should try to find and watch Twin Peaks. I'm, I'm I'm great, thanks.
1: Absolutely. Um, do recommend watching Twin Peaks, you know, ASAP. And I'll I'll send you a link if I can find it on Amazon or something for free because I have the box at DVD. Uh, but I guess okay, so Twin Peaks, they basically were the phrase the owls are not who they seem to be when it's released by a military radar officer to the detective, Mm. the FBI officer, uh, Dale Cooper, and he brings him the data sheet and it says, the owls are not who they seem to be because they are seeing owls. He's having visions of owls during this murder trial. All of this Mm. works together. It works on parallel systems while a little girl is being abducted and ritually raped and killed because a divine masculine moloch worshiping motorcycle gang could be driving through a small town in the pacific northwest the gray aliens could be there observing it looking like owls drawn to the negative energy they are extremely drawn to negative energy they are in negative energy loose, you know attracted chaos attracted the reason why grays like chaos, and they like, they love it, they love recording it, they love recording it on different spectrums, and it's full glory of physical reality, because they themselves have no souls, and so life is absolutely as boring as you can possibly exist, so chaos, any disturbance, any negativity, any pain, any pure chaos, exactly, so oddly enough, one of the divine feminine uh, avatars is the goddess of chaos is Hecate? is iris is a goddess specifically meant to make pain and suffering and disturb the force right to be who's the indian so,
0: god kali too that reminds kali me of kali a bit. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah and so these are extremely connected entities and i said like it's hard to kind of when you're speaking about the occult to then be like Oh, yeah. And then there's gray aliens and gray aliens will show up to ritual sacrifices and murders. I think it's less and less
0: weird these days, man. I mean, that's basically what my work is about, is tying these things and like trying to find the the weaving that connects them. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, because like I, I have these these folks that are so tied to Bigfoot being uh, flesh and blood that if I mention I think that he might have psychic powers or there's some interdimensionality, they fucking lose it. They're like, there's no, no. but I'm yeah, like, Dude, about there about is.
1: there is. We don't like, even worry about the Bigfoot yeah. community because the Bigfoot community at large is some of the most conservative. Well, here's the thing. All-minded Us and like TV.
0: me and there's some other young folks out there that like the guys in their 20s and 30s, we're 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 the new Bigfoot community. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. old guy. The old guard, like you, can yep. hold on to that as much as you want. You can join us, or you're go- or you're gonna get lost. <laughs> no, I we're not. We're not gonna. We're not oh. gonna let you guys control, be the gatekeepers anymore. I fully we agree. We're the that bigfoot that community now. Like the, me and the, the young generation. bloods. There's a bunch of really cool young uh, guys that are that are doing this right now. Like I'm, I'm a tiny person. Like I'm not. I'm not even sure. trying to put myself in, in the mix. I'm just saying that I, I support them and I'm part. You know, I want to be part of it. There's some fresh young blood that is really pushing the boundaries in the bigfoot community, and I'm ex- excited to see
1: it. The new generation is going to be the answer for finding Bigfoot because finally they're going to start not looking for an animal, but looking for someone who is on their level, at least spiritually, at least intelligently, regardless of technology. But as long as they start approaching Bigfoot with the respect it deserves, then we can actually make some progress. And the whole reason why these past Bigfoot people don't want to admit is they're the fucking reason we can't find it. It's just they're going out yeah, with their tree socks, they're exactly. going out with their hoots and allers, and they're fucking chasing it away. They, they, they don't even apply logic to what they're fucking doing. They're just trapsing around. No, saying they, they totally well, because
0: you sh- know what? Yeah. I think a lot of them are full of shit, and they oh, yeah. don't even believe what they're doing.
1: A lot of them think don't. Like a lot people. of them are.
0: Yeah, A lot of it's... them in the
1: Bigfoot world do not believe. They hate Bigfoot, and they think all Bigfoot videos are fake, and they are secretly, like, trolling everybody. And that's a, like, you really got to admit that at some point they're LARPing and that, that they they have lost. And that they, they're like, oh, I'm Bigfoot Bob. And you're like, you fucking are just some guy who trolled so long that now you're actually like some Bigfoot like, YouTube personality. And now you've worked yourself into a fucking hole and you can't like thinker thunker. Thinker thunker yeah. or thunderfoot or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Like, hey, I don't see, know who he is. <laughs> there's a guy who's a skeptic in the Bigfoot. See, I can go yeah. into Bigfoot tangents. No, there's like skeptics in the Bigfoot world who are like, oh, this is Bigfoot videos fake. It's just, that's all you do is say they're fake. You don't really do anything to prove it real is real. You just say things are fake. Like the idea is that they've lost it. They've gone like 180 on finding it to trying to prove it's fake. And it's fucking, but I mean, they get into it. Like, that's another thing. The divine masculine, divine feminine is even in the Bigfoot world. Is even in the world of cryptozoology. It absolutely is. With Things like Bigfoot's uh, masculine nature replacing and taking over because we live in a society that's controlled by the solar cults in many ways um, or is always at odds with it versus Sasquatch's feminine nature, feminine, more subtle, nurturing, shy, even, even somewhat scared nature, like a vulnerable nature. And the first Bigfoot that we were filmed—that we actually, the Patterson-Gimlin—is a female, as yeah. breast. It doesn't like the idea that it's—it's it's so apparent symbolically, yeah. archetypically, like, so subtly. I had
0: a guest on here not that long ago, and I want to just run this past you. This was something new to me. I had never heard this before, and I found it fascinating as hell. So there is depictions of Mother Mary with her being completely hairy like and mm-hmm. she has like her breasts out and things like that and and the, her and potentially jesus were from like the north they were like uh they were like actually from uh somewhere in the russian-ish like uh man what the heck is that called like the i can't think of it right now but anyways like russian-ish area like where basically like uh like, where is the Ukraine right now? The Kievan Rus' and things like that, right? Uh, that area that they came down and that they potentially themselves were Bigfoot, were Sasquatches.
1: Now, I've that talked about
0: that before. Mary and, then- and Jesus were Sas- were also Sasquatches. I don't know if that's true, but that is fascinating as hell. And I want to see what your idea, like, if you're if you had any thoughts or ideas on that.
1: I've seen what you're talking about, and i talked about before, that Bigfoot at one time was a human species just like ours and interacted with us. Um, I've seen the photos of, of Julius Caesar uh, as a white man with a full beard and covered in hair as well, or much more hair than they represented, and I've seen the one mm-hmm. with Mary with her red hair. Well, the European wild man. Yes, with her exposed uh, breasts and the yes. furry
0: red hair. Yes, that happened.
1: That happened after The the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and when they went to Europe, she took a monastic uh, solemn vow where she didn't cut her hair, didn't shave her hair, didn't uh, trim as it were or perform any of that hair removal because at that point she was purifying her body uh, so that she could die and go to heaven. And uh, while I've not heard about it being in Russia, there is, for example, a, a church in Spain. Uh, around the border of France and Spain that they say is where she buried herself alive, basically. She formed this like cave with like a little tube that she could crawl into an obliate where you can get down there but you can't get out. And um, during the end of her life, that's how she the, uh, Mary Magdalena, not the Virgin Mary, Mary Magdalena, uh, the the wife that the Holy Grail, the, the the wife of Jesus Christ, died was that she entombed herself alive and then her soul was purified and left her body like a Buddhist monk. But her long hair, as I've said before, uh, Sasquatches shape Sasquatches perform hair removal. And I do think they were giants. I do think that Mm there is. Yeah. And I think that they were
0: supposed supposed to be giants. Yeah. That Jesus and Mary were were supposed to be giant.
1: Yeah. Jesus was bigger than a normal. He could tip a table with with one hand that's like when he was whipping people in the temple he scared the roman guards with his anger i mean that's saying like the idea of jesus christ being julius caesar is also the same because no, none of the guards ever attacked him and the centurion knew who he was just by sight the centurion who jesus christ even is written as saying is the most faithful man in all of jerusalem it was a centurion a roman soldier who went up to him and was like my lord lord please come to my servant and, and heal him and, you know he's sick and jesus is like it's already done because you have shown so much faith and reverence that these ideas is julius caesar the centurion is loyal to him you know regardless like still like you know he's loyal to julius caesar he's loyal to jesus christ he's loyal that's the is a his divine trait is loyalty to this one entity this one individual who is God, like Julius Caesar, proclaimed himself God on earth. And like Julius Caesar was killed by the uh, original corrupted uh, cult of homosexuals that was the Moloch cult, both of Rome and of Jerusalem. The parallels are there. But yeah, the reason why I think she had her hair is because I think Bigfoots, if they, the people who are Sasquatch, the Denisovans, the, the Russians who have that genetic trait still in them, have hair full body hair that is literally like not it's, it's no joke it literally is it's impossible to see through once it's at its full extent like robin williams had that same hair level like this idea that it's not just hair it's like a furry monkey type covering shoulders back full down to the back belly uh pecs i like, it's not just like a You know, no, it's so do you you think
0: those are traits that are, are they? Yeah,
1: women have true. Cleopatra was not an Arab, but she was not black. She was a Greek. She was an inbred Greek from the house Ptolemy, who was the Alexander the Great appointed general of the Egyptians. She was, she was literally painted and written as a white woman with a Greek features, a Greek nose. And so the idea that there's actually a lot
0: of evidence that I've heard, at least that uh, that the dynastic Egyptians, they looked like Italian people. They didn't look they didn't look Nubian. They weren't black. I think probably the people that actually built the pyramids, they could have been black. But like the dynastic Egyptians, they weren't. I think that they were just Mediterranean they, no, they they look like don't. Italian and Greeks. Yeah, it's fascinating because I this was actually pretty controversial. I think this was like two three years ago. Uh, they took King Tut's body, right? And they took his they uh, took his skull and things, and they uh, built what he would have looked like, right? They were able to. They, anyways, he looked like a white dude, and oh, yeah. and it just so happened that this was like during what month is Black History Month? Is that February? I'm pretty sure it's. I think it's February, and so they like they came out with this in February, and this was extra insulting, and people were really upset because, like, you know, you know, there's a lot of African Americans that like to tie themselves to royalty because of the Egyptian dynastic line. The whole quote, like, "We was kings, we were kings," (laughs) like that thing. And then, dude, it's just really terrible because most likely they they weren't black, and it came out in February, and so people were like extra offended that they <laughs> came out yeah. with this evidence.
1: In Houston, we have pharaohs. There's a whole uh Egyptian section at the Houston Natural Museum of History. Who Thank you, had, Kurt, that, that, we have a comment. Thank you, Kurt.
0: He says, amazing. Thanks for the great videos. We appreciate you, Kurt. All we right, have sorry, the go pharaohs,
1: ahead. And, and the pharaohs are ginger. Yeah, We have ginger pharaohs. Interesting. One of the Ramses, and Ramses and Moses both were ginge. They were ginger. They were actually connected to the same families that would make all redheads in the future. The redhead levite tribes of the that's the
0: fascinating thing dude is a lot of those giants are referred to as being hairy and redheaded yeah and And redheaded being redheaded is a genetic it's a it's an abnormal not abnormality necessarily it's a mutation though like so it is it's something that maybe came from one like they say maybe it came from one genetic like so maybe all anyone that's redheaded might have a piece of that old Here's some line, fun history
1: connected right? connect to connect what we're talking about right now the ancient Egyptians and this divine feminine divine masculinity, the battle between the pharaohs, the male pharaohs, and the female pharaohs. they called themselves both pharaohs, but the female dynasties of like you know that lineage and the male lineage and it, how it how it plays itself out generation after generation for literally thousands of years up to like the burning of the library of alexandria but yes the ginger the the red-haired there are myths it go watch robert sepper's youtube videos on uh the atlantean sagas are the myths of the irish and how they claim legacy from a egyptian queen who was cast out of egypt sailed to ireland this could very well be cleopatra herself as a red-headed woman and started the legacy of the uh quote-unquote red-haired um irish basically the the and in the cycle of the two are the and and yes the timelines are all askew quote-unquote askew but when we know what we know of them take are adding a thousand years taking away a thousand years hiding and obfuscating history rewriting literally the uh torah rewriting the five books of moses that is the Torah, that is the uh, first five books of the King James Version of the Bible, which has 66 books, uh, and then piecemeal of putting them together through various councils, through the Catholic Church, and then the Protestants then picking and choosing what to add. We don't know when the timelines truly are, or when they add up, or how connected these events truly are, but we do know that there is definite travel and legacy from ancient Egypt through the, uh, basically the, the victory of uh, men over women throughout history. Rome conquering Egypt when Cleopatra was queen. And then putting in the Roman Caesar uh, over that region. Carthage being destroyed with Queen Dido. Queen Dido ruling Carthage as a uh, Canaanite empire of North Africa. And then Rome salting the earth there to prevent Carthage ever rising up as well as treating Carthage with Hannibal, you know, the, the elephants over the Alps, Hannibal, et cetera, as a, as a great enemy, an arch enemy of Rome and ro- almost destroying Rome. That the are the battles with Boudicca later on between Rome as they followed them into the English Isles. Um, you know, the, the world itself seems to be a never-ending war between these quote-unquote divine masculine extremists and the solar cults however they present themselves islamic um the saturnite black cube cults the uh, black sun cults of the fascist military machines uh versus extreme feminist cults who are either life or death cults nature cults uh, kind of like as an umbrella term just to summarize these nature cults which death is a part of nature uh, and so is this idea of eternal limitless recreation think of midsummer think of midsummer wicked man thinking like fucking shit like that think like uh snake cults the goddess of the snake and things like that like uh lair of the white worm and shit like that think of uh, the concept of like vampire covens or covens themselves you know like Black masses, witches sabbats, things Medusa. Like, Medusa. Yeah. Things yep. like, the idea of this uh, Lilith figure, right? Lilith figure and what that really represented in ancient Samaria, the goddess of abortions, the goddess of miscarriage, the goddess of uh succubi energy and shits taking the, the sacred sexual life force from men, vampirizing it and stuff. But there's also exactly at the very best, at the very best, you have uh, Western civilization in the form of the divine masculine. You have everything from um, society, city building. Enoch, for example, Enoch is a good divine masculine. Apollo is a, uh, a good divine masculine. Um, Zeus, in some aspects, is a good divine masculine. As a protector or defender of Olympus, um, you know, you get these. Be good and bad, you get the for everything, however high a mountain goes, it casts as long as a shadow, right? You say there's always a duality behind these forces. Like I said, is there any cases
0: of these divine masculine and feminine cults like uh getting along and working together? I mean, I was just thinking again, too, um, I b- A couple, about a year ago, I think, I was really looking into like black Saturnian cults, like the black cube thing, things. And I was finding the ties to the Kaaba, the, the, you know, the black cube in Mecca, right? Mm -hmm. And they were saying that like before, before like Islam took over, because I guess this has been around like longer than Islam, like that the Kaaba was, or like that shrine, whatever it was had been there for a long ass time that it was actually tied to the divine feminine. And then it was actually like taken over and co-opted and turned into the divine masculine and turned into this square black square box and like turned into like a Saturn cult thing when it was a feminine thing. That's just, it's really fascinating. Um,
1: they say the they- feminine cults ruled the world for the longest in history. That for the 200,000 years of human history, the reason we don't have written history is because most of it was destroyed by the divine masculine cults who took power. And that written history is a masculine divine sky father creation, which is very recent. Well, I mean,
0: Saturn is the god of order. Saturn yep. is the god of control. Saturn That's is the god, god right. of like punishment. Saturn is the god of like all these different Corona. things. Uh,
1: time. Yeah, Kronos. He's and,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. Of time. Yeah. So all of that needs to be written down in in order, right? And so and they might occult that order. I think they probably have a more. Whereas uh, your
1: divine feminine cults are cyclical. They don't have a beginning or there's no progress in a divine feminine cult it just is it's an existence like a year is just a year like uh think that the wicker man's like they've been doing the same thing since the beginning of time and it doesn't require much infrastructure it it's symbolic rituals like women arranging flowers um in sacred fertility rites under the full moon it's no matter, you can't control it. You can't destroy it. So all the witch purges, when the witchcraft uh, purges happen, when the witch trials happen, when they were burning witches throughout the world, they were, they were attacking the people, the the females, they were attacking the women, but they can never attack divine femininity. So it's in every generation when it works together, when it has a union and not even to be glib, literally in, uh, The meeting between man and woman as equals, as lovers, as friends in small scale things, those successful relationships, those meaningful relationships on a micro scale are the perfect, like, you know, balance. It's the perfect balance of the divine masculine, both internally in the individuals. And uh, so that might be
0: a sign of a healthy society. When you yes. see and, things like that. Okay. Oh, yes,
1: it's not the perversions of either or. It's the healthy bondage, the creation of families, the mother, the the, the mother, and the father create the son or the daughter. They create the third thing, which could be both mother or father in the future, son or daughter. But in the moment, it is life in the womb. Life begins at conception. And so that's what I'm saying. It, it's this idea of faceless humanity, eyes without a face, a soul yet without a body, but a soul creating its body as I like like, how Jax I want to run something by
0: you and this might even be challenging for you because you don't like to include like what you were saying like you have a hard time maybe talking about how maybe aliens might be in the mix with this but I want to run this past you and tell me what you think about this Um, I've been hearing Some interesting, like, really interesting folks, really smart folks talking about this. And I just want to get your thoughts on this about the Divine Feminine. So, like, something as far as, like, uh, like the Queen Mary or Mother Mary coming back, um, like, uh, during – in Portugal, right, when uh, she was coming back at Fatima – Things like that, talking to the kids and saying, I'm, I'm coming back. But there's also folks, really smart people that I respect that are talking about the divine feminine. They are seeing her coming in the form. And they're seeing also uh, like formations of orange orbs, like it's this color orange that keeps coming around. And they're talking about specifically the time of like Aquarius actually coming. And this is part of like, speaking of like cyclical, that Mm -hmm. it is now time, like men have had their turn, the masculine, you know, whatever that is, has had its run and the divine feminine is coming back. And she's saying, I'm coming back. And what is your thoughts on that? Do you think that could be tied to like some, some maybe aliens that are coming and Like have been watching us and going like, Hey, all right, you you know you've had enough, or <laughs> like they're like trying to change society. So like what they're talking about is that she brings not necessarily chaos in her wake and destruction, but sort of because she we're almost like ants, you know, like whatever she is is so powerful that she comes to bring about change. And if you get caught up in that, you might you might get hurt.
1: Yes. And, what and what do you no think that could be?
0: Or yeah, do you yeah, think I mean, it's all bluster? Like, what what is your thoughts on any of that?
1: Well, let me let me take my time to think through this point to keep your points uh, in mind because you might have to remind me. And I'll take my time to answer three of them um, as it well. was. So, do I think that aliens are the personification of the divine feminine? No. Now, do aliens represent the divine feminine masculine? We will always interpret them to have those values, and thus that could be exploited. At the same time, if you believe that if the the universal mind star type reality, where all these forces are shared by every single species, they could be using their force, exerting that force to get their sympathies, their invasion a vanguard, um, and this is just a part of the great war which never changes. The, the war between divine masculine, divine feminine. And if aliens invade, and if they invaded in the name of a queen and they've invaded in the name of the divine feminine, it would be like any other invasion of any other alien race to Earth. But the way that it's set up, I know that that's not unless the Astor High Commander pursuing the holy feminine Isis incarnation to these people, it's more of the same. And that's maybe what I was suggesting that, that war yeah. never changes between the masculine and the feminine. There's always a etheric bodiless urge or war drum or recruitment effort to infiltrate people and to raise forces, to raise believers <laughs> in these cults this is why these cults start the cultists of the eight goddess of uh, the eight goddess in South Korea started because, no doubt, of the urging of disembodied intelligent forces, Lilith, Sophia. In many cases, they call it Sophia. So I know it's not aliens. Personally, I know it's not because this concept of the Divine Feminine is Sophia. And Sophia is the intelligence, the awareness, the sight in the eye, the... Life in the body, the uh, energy of animus into matter, on an alchemical and human scale, it has no uh, uh, no nothing to do with an outside entity acting upon us, but an internal uh, maturation, or at least a life uh, that becomes like when an infant opens its eyes and has no language and make sense of the world, that energy is Sophia, which is the divine feminine, the divine masculine is the physical force, not only of the body, but of the world outside the push and the pull, and uh, the muscle, the bone, the blood, the organs, the lungs, the fight every day to survive, eating, things like that, breathing. That is the masculine, that is the bull, that is the ox. And together they make the ox, space and time, matter, mind and matter, space and time, awareness of place and being, uh, awareness of life. It's the soul. Together you need them to make one soul. Um, so there's always a balance between the two, and the perversion exists when one is neglected or extinguished, sacrificed to the other. Either way, divine masculine, divine feminine, both those are perversions, regardless of if they are white light side force dark side force doesn't really have to do with aliens doesn't have to do with uh ancient aliens or yeah uh, demonic force this is all within the human mind this is all within the human psychology the human uh, being that is the human being that is the human process now the demiurge is the divine masculine that's saturn that's the black cube that is the artificial fake false god the Uh, god of the material world and the demiurge of braxis saturn um you know the matrix that is you know the the that is what aliens exist in as well as we do that's the world that's even beyond it that's the meta set so aliens like us are just beings inside the mate inside the matrix inside the black cube inside the the 4d reality which itself is the avatar personification of the divine masculine so so i don't think the aliens are responsible for it they're a victim of it too they're part of it in their forces inside their balance too whether or not that these alien species are divine masculine or divine feminine worshiping or following or embodying you know that depends on the species or the the faction or the group and and you know, I, I can't really say it's a universal. I can't say in my experience that it is aliens. I can't say it's, it's not, cause in mine it's not, it's not. It's a, it's a literal matter of metaphysics. It is a matter of pure metaphysics and it's purest theological spiritualism. That is, which is fine, which is absolutely like I said. It's like when, when we put on our shamanistic hats and we're talking about the the great beyond and these different forces, you know, It's not like you have to say, like, it's got a, you know, does God have feet? (laughs) Does God have feet? Does God have feet? (laughs) Like, you know, like, yes, God has feet. Like, if you move on with the question, like, teleology, you know, teleologically speaking, speaking about ideals and concepts, you know, and then like, uh, you know, that can be
0: fun sometimes, but you're right, you can get stuck in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. It's, one of those things
1: where it's like <laughs> yeah. I haven't thought about that either you <laughs> haven't thought about like do aliens like do that maybe yes but it's like, got have feet and you're like yes <laughs> like let, let's go with it like sure he's got feet like of course God's got feet like why wouldn't he have feet <laughs> it's just these questions like yes they're related but true matters of theological and then and, uh, and, and, and conce- concepts like this conceptualizing that goes into true intangibles and metaphysics like that. Like like you said, it's 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 understandable as a mystical experience. Like and yes, there could be extraterrestrials, intradimensional entities. Joe Rogan, for example, always talks about his DMT gestures. And this has a major thing to do with DMT. With DMT- Next, I, I think I've
0: asked you this before, but if you mess with uh, psychedelics at all, Oh,
1: love the psychedelics. Yes, I do. Love the psychedelics. And yeah, what are your
0: thoughts on those things? Like, uh, what are are your thoughts on those things like the machine elves and things like that? That's what I'm
1: saying. These are disembodied psychological, though, internal. So you think that's
0: all internal? There's not actually, you're not visiting something else.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. No, no. This okay. is, this is sometimes
0: that I do think you might be just because of like the endogenous DMT and things like that, like in your brain, when it drops, when you die, it almost seems like that could be like the big drop and allowing you into the next realm.
1: Oh, right? yeah. And, heard so, that. and so – it so I mean, like an ejector seat into the next yeah, level. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, that's that.
0: sort of well, and so I mean, that is almost like it's it's like a fake version when you do the DMT, but it it almost it kind of simulates that same thing, and so it it almost seems like maybe you're peeking into another realm.
1: That's so, not the case. At the same time, dreams would also necessarily be gateways various very. Yeah, into but, but I
0: definitely believe into that. Like things like astral projection and things oh, yeah. like maybe you are dipping your toes into other realms and different things like that yeah that, so that is fascinating
1: that it would never stop it would always be there whether you're conscious of not and that yes just, I, I totally it's agree dude a multi-level thing you're just on one channel or another and you can put that channel based on fuck, your brain man. i i That's have true. you
0: heard this that the military used to use like okay so like uh what the hell do you call that um night vision, right? They used to use night vision goggles, and at one time they were using uh, the red spectrum. Oh, yeah. But when they were doing that, they kept seeing scary (laughs) ass shit. Like, they were, like, up in the airplanes, they are like, what the fuck is that demon-looking thing that's, like, flying alongside the airplane? (laughs) Like, it it looks like it's coming at us. And when you take the goggles off, they were gone. And you put them back on, and he's, like, waiting for you, this thing that looks like Satan, you're like, What the fuck is that? And then that's why they switched over to green. And that's the only reason because you don't pick up that with that – you don't pick up that spectrum, whatever you're looking at, with those – with the uh, green-colored lenses. What the fuck do you think that is, Mike? Do you think that we're looking at – like what – are those different creatures? I guess what I'm asking. Do you believe in those interdimensional creatures, or do you actually think that's all in our head? Like, I, I'm i one of those people that actually think that those things exist.
1: No, those are real. I, I believe okay. those are real. And like I said, things that are metaphysical and concepts like Sophia and the Demiurge and the Black Cube Matrix reality that's the metaphysical concepts of like the universe. But do you and think nature. that maybe those, those things, things exist different. too? Those are real. Those are yeah, spectrum. So
0: But to me, it's so crazy to just assume because like so many people have given these attributes and like, it's the same people that say like Bigfoot is fake and it's like, there's so many cultures around the world that have like talked about Bigfoot. You know what I mean? So it's so crazy to just say, well, no, Bigfoot doesn't exist. Oh, it's no. the same thing. Well, Like I'm talking about like the divine feminine and the masculine, maybe the Demiurge really like, cause they talk about him. Like his, his appearance, he has like a lion's head and like a serpent's body and this weird, like maybe that really is a thing, man. I don't, I mean, I don't
1: know, but like. Well, it is <laughs> in his very nature would be creating a Truban show reality where it's yeah. you're never really able to perceive it because it it's like the creator of this reality. This, this, uh, they like said, it, it's very much like if it was the Demiurge, it would be like the master of a VR program or the computer yeah. simulation that you were in. So but it's almost like, okay. So what I'm doing is I'm asking if God has feet. Because
0: it's like if he is the creator of this realm, he's probably on the outside of it, and we can't see him,
1: anyways. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. <laughs> the creation of where we are is we are a piece of this Minecraft server, and wondering yeah. who's playing the game. Yeah, and being like, if he's physically real, Does he's he exists. In the who's this guy? Server? That's yeah. Who's this guy with the remote control? Yeah, yeah. and if he makes yeah. <laughs> an avatar of himself in the Minecraft server it still would only be a representation of something that physically is not on, like it's not electric, it's not digital, it's not coding. But do you find that fascinating, though, that there's these cults that are
0: looking at the video game guy that's playing it, the brother and sister, right? There's the brother, there's the sister, and they're pointing up and they're looking at these, these players that are controlling us. I mean, that is very much what Gnosticism is, basically, right? They're talking about that. And, yeah. it's, and it's it's just fascinating
1: code. that there's these cults that are based and built around that. So it's and- like the ones and the zeros in the video game looking at each other and the coding, the binary, and going, what if we're all in this together to create something that we're not even aware of its function because it's to, for the entertainment, literally, of a being that created us specifically for this purpose but is not limited to its mere creation and playing that the human being who is so limitless in its production of the xbox is not only it's playing of the xbox but the ones and zeros of the the projection of the game would look at each other going i'm a zero and you're a one but together we make a thing a, a greater sum and that sum is seen as a gestalt picture an image or a moment a game a, 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 a and they the idea so, of we- Tex,
0: this is another big question for you. Do you believe that this is all a program in the in the way that we do not have free will? Is there is there just what what's your what's your idea of free will slash fate?
1: Well, let me answer the invisible creature question first. That's an interesting okay. question. I don't want to forget that. So, the interesting creature question is uh, the invisible creature question. So, light spectrums. This isn't metaphysics. This is actually pure physics. It's a higher level of physical understanding of the world. So we only see on a certain part of the life spectrum, right? And we have been conditioned by this limitation to think that this is the entirety of all that exists, is what we can see, hear, sense, taste, feel, five senses, right? Like I said, that's just part of being human, that our limited understanding of the world is 100% based on our limited perceptions of the world, including As it's understood in the light spectrum, being all seeing only a small segment of this light spectrum, right? It goes into ultraviolet, all these different color spectrums that go into invisible light, right? It's not invisible, it's invisible. Literally, the eye cannot pick it up. It's not needing to hide, you just cannot physically see it. And there are other spectrums of energy that you can't sense. In that way, is anything really
0: invisible?
1: I don't yeah, know if anything
0: people, is really invisible. Maybe it's just invisible.
1: Earthlings. They evolved yeah. on Earth. They evolved in those environments. I've talked about this so many times about the subterranean world, species, ultra-terrestrials, um, various different that are, they act like ghosts or phantoms or demons or gin or gnomes or trolls. And the one, hun- the one universal is that they're invisible; that you cannot physically trust your eyes or your senses, and they can mesmerize you. Meaning, they basically either can dazzle you, blind you, confuse you, uh, trap you in a type of like temporal, like 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 bubble. But it's the idea that they fuck with your perception. They fuck with your p- perception because fundamentally, they evolved on a different frequency. If they're ultraviolet beings, if their skin captures all light and only refracts ultraviolet light, they are 100% invisible. That's the invisibility. That's cloaking. Right now, we've invented cloaking technology in the military. We've had it for almost 40, 50 fucking years. Um, once, I think it's like 2020-something is the anniversary of the first cloaking technology we've had. The Japanese invented it. And it all it does is capture light or reflect from the back, and it's one hundred percent foolproof, no moving parts, completely easier than people are making it. Animals could have evolved like that very easily, and in fact, animals have evolved to see color spectrums like the mantis shrimp or the bumblebee or dogs, etc. That humans can't, and these animals sense, literally see. With their natural night vision, these fucking creatures, like dogs, cats, they can see these things. And that's why why your
0: fucking dog is always barking
1: at something that you don't see. That's why we keep (laughs) around. Absolutely. You know what else can see them? The Kinect SLS camera that Xbox invented. This thing, which picks up multiple spectrums of light, including infrared, to track motion, etc. Is 100 able to pick up shadow men, ghosts, interdimensional entities? Like I said, the red vision camera. So you don't even have to look into military hardware. Any Thanks. sufficient? How much camera. research have you done on ghosts? Oh, tons, tons. Dude, and I, I yeah. would let's. I
0: want. I want to have you back on closer to Halloween, and let's do a spooky episode and talk about. Let's just talk about ghosts. That would be fun as hell if you're down for
1: that. Yeah, sure. I'm always down. Okay. And like I said, I've I've studied these these matters a lot, and ghosts. Yeah. Run the gambit from both real physical spirits to imposter spirits, which like I said 100 yeah, percent is- Dude,
0: I go back and forth with ghosts. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, definitely one. Get,
1: get this thing a lot. Like the reptilians, the the what we're seeing in Vietnam, etc., with the red night vision, the gargoyles, the vampires, things let of that nature that are known through mythology.
0: Because maybe were those their enemies oh. that they would they, they would have to contend with? Is that why they had like they were watching for them like these shadow creatures that were coming from the inside of the earth Were well, those, they really were like natural enemies on earth, right?
1: Maybe, or well, like, really? Yeah. Like they, don't, they can't interact with us and our reality very easily because of this spectrum. And I don't understand really the implications behind that either, but yeah, while they can attack us and sometimes do, um, they don't because like we can see them that we've had night vision goggles since the middle ages we have had that in very limited supply, but we have had advanced technology. Um, and there isn't a time like, yeah, we don't give it to the grunts. We don't give it to the normals um, without the initiation, of the secret societies, top secret clearances, etc. What you saw in Vietnam was- see, I don't even know if I'd want those. So Vietnam- would scare people, the fuck out of me yeah. if I had
0: those and I would see shit exactly. and be like, I don't want to know that they're there. <laughs> I'd just, never sleep again.
1: <laughs> so, quickly to get into cryptids in the military, just like how people in stateside always talk about seeing Bigfoot, or people in Europe talk about seeing wolfmen, dogmen, etc. cetera. Um, people in Vietnam talked about seeing humans with bat wings who were like traditional vampires, like classic Strigoi vampires. Vietnam was 100% probably the scariest place to be during that war because it was, it was literally a hunting ground for extraterrestrials for hollow earth reptilians for um, secret occultist groups that were uh, part of the Japanese Imperial armies remnants and that we were flushing out. There were um, CIA fucking people making deals and shit with, with, demonic entities for lack of a better word these ancient tomb raider type fucking situations they were getting into it was legit fucking popping when it comes to green zone delta green type fucking activities everything from lovecraftian fucking catonic deities to uh ancient fucking aliens and stuff this was all that nazis and shit were down there fucking tons of stuff was going on in vietnam and that's just the tip of the iceberg because exactly. i like they they didn't even hide sometimes like they were just fucking there and like they get hundreds if not thousands of reports of these entities 100 percent correct in thinking that they're real and they are uh fucking only all you have to do is put on night vision goggles all you have to do is put on night vision goggles and you will see them you'll see them in cities you'll see them in fucking the wilderness You'll see them. I don't know why they don't attack. I don't know why they don't attack. They clearly have the advantage. I don't know why they if they do just take one or two people. I don't know what's keeping them from it. I don't I mean, know that's what a possibility. the possibility is. So, Tex, give me
0: your thoughts on this, because sometimes people are talking about Bigfoot, and they do appear to be like shadow creatures sometimes. Like, all we'll see is an outline, a big, furry, black thing. Do you think sometimes that these Bigfoot sightings that people see, could they be these shadow creatures? And second part of that question, like, a friend of mine, actually, uh, that – I'm going to put that – I'm going to release that episode on Friday. Uh, this These were some of the interviews that we did to get ready for the documentary and one of those anyways, he was describing he go say, hey, here's the missing four one one, right? Here's all these people that are going missing. He goes, Okay, now lay on top of that a map of the underground, deep underground cave systems. And now lay on top of that again a map of Bigfoot sightings. And you see a hell of a lot of like, you know, <laughs> a lot of similar coverage in those areas. And that's fascinating because sometimes man, I as much as I do believe that in Bigfoot is um I believe in Bigfoot. Do you think that maybe some of these sightings that people are saying maybe even uh, and especially things like dogman, do you think some of those could be some of these like because you were t- you were telling me about like some of those creatures, they have like horns, they look like crazy animals, they're like they are they sound wild.
1: Dude. Oh yeah, they're pretty, uh, pretty gnarly. When it comes to the variety of them, you know, I've I've actually recently helped classify them into nine like easy to understand societies. But I try to do my work, try to classify, uh, simplify, and simplify and simplify because each case is almost unique, and everything adds a little bit more to the overall knowledge. But by now, it's been a century of already the government dealing with it and a lot of top secret programs, a lot of government groups of which insiders are connected with me and telling me a lot of this stuff, as well as my own personal memories from my own experiences with this SSP. So, but, deep, but I have a really a good grasp of it, knowledge of the situation. Bigfoot can cloak. he can Obviously, it's a, they're from a high-tech society, as well as they know a lot about survival and bushcraft and native americans can do the same thing if they know their old ways they could be standing right in front of you and just your eye cannot focus on them and if it does focus on them they look like a shadow and this is not even a a person in this with technology this is just a guy with maybe ash on his face and the the uh, breathing at a certain rhythm standing at a certain angle and the CIA knows this.
0: Vibrating so. at a certain frequency. Exactly. Like yeah. the getting
1: themselves at a point where they're stealthy. And there are photos, for example, of people who are camping in Arizona. And there are Native Americans clearly standing in, in their midst who they have no memory of. And I mean Native, like Apaches, in loincloths with, with traditional face paint. And they, they were calling them ghosts. They like, must be Indian ghosts. I'm like, no, that bullshit. That's a live Indian that's what, what the people who fought the Native Americans make no understatement by how stealthy these motherfuckers were. They could get right next to you and you would have no clue. And then they, exactly, they, you, they're just masters of perception and it becomes this optical illusion game. Bigfoot are great at optical illusions. Their fur is like a ghillie suit and they wear ghillie suits intentionally that look like animal furs. They are absolutely, like myself currently, wearing camouflage, whether you recognize it and think they're just brown or red or black. That cinnamon color blends in like a tiger's orange coat perfectly in shadows and limits the frequency of light. You look at a tiger, he's bright orange and black. In the jungle, he's a shadow. And that's why when they say, like, oh, they're shadow beings, that's very much what it is. It's the light and how it hits your eye that creates the shadow man. Whether they're actually disembodied gin-type vaporous smoke beings that do exist, which are fucking weird and we- like yeah. truly weird, like they're like a mist man, and uh, you can see the features of a man in like a big puff of smoke, like like, like that's like that's that's another thing. Also, yeah. it's fucking weird, interacting in a similar environment. the similar environments, but they're two distinct things. Now to go into. Um, the, the question that you had asked me before, whether I believe it's all a simulation or not our program, no, <clears throat> I don't believe that the Earth that we live in is an artificial structure. It is a Dyson sphere that's basically like the Death Star in shape and format, except it's so large that we live on top of it as the crust of it. Like, you know, and that there's many artificial levels and layers which help explain why the hollow earth is also a thing and that we may not even live on the surface level. We may live on just one level and that the true secret behind all the Stargate technology that we have and as well as the fact that we have to use these special access Lagrange points to say enter the moon and then from the moon jettison off even further um, is all basically designed that way the extraterrestrials included as part of some gigantic dyson sphere that um that every level you get to there's an even higher level created by who we know as god or the demiurge specifically the false god because god that is true god the god of god god the demiurge god of gods is this invisible force of life itself, which finds a way. And which may not even be intentional to the Dyson spheres operation, but may be cultivated by various sub AI that, uh, tend to us like a garden. The gardener tends to his plants and gardens, each level controlled by a, by a different AI monitor, or maybe even the whole thing controlled by an AI dividing its responsibilities between various, you know, species and sectors of development, etc. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's, I believe we're in the real world. I believe this is physically the real world. You physically have a flesh body. You physically are real. Everything is real, very real. More real than people make it out to be because things are both irreplaceable and unique. And at the same time, permanent and beyond control, like the human soul reincarnates constantly amongst people. But that's because it's the nature of souls to do that. And well, it's
0: also the nature of energy that can't be lost. The, right? the nature of energy. Yeah. exactly.
1: It's so like it's the constant that, yeah. that even though AI is made of energy and the Dyson sphere is physical, we still have energies. We still have this intangible metaphysical uh, Fibonacci sequence of holy imprints that that The master themselves, whoever it was That created the very Dyson sphere That we're on Was also imbued with And was also based on this fundamental Like the very universe itself The very atomic structure itself Is the fingerprint Of, of God mm-hmm. As I go yeah. that And that's I guess, the closest
0: you get to see God Yeah, I is absolutely in that. believe so, that If
1: you dig what, far enough you'll you hit think- metal yeah, and that everything is artificial because on Earth, the only way that things that are seemingly incompatible but aren't and they do coexist can exist is if they are artificial. And if things like, um there is a sun in the mid- middle of the Earth. There is a sun in the middle of the Earth because th- the Earth was built around a pre existing star. <laughs> like, that's like, like, well, suns don't evolve in the middle of the Earth. That doesn't make any sense. But it's True, because it's there, and anyone. But if it's there, because the Earth itself is a Dyson sphere that was built around that star to harness that star's energy, and that what we know as the crust and the mantle, etc., are just highly realistic environments that are artificially created and curated by extremely godlike technology. Uh, in the way of UFOs, et cetera, that we see that are like monitors and uh, administrators of our very reality. And even then, I think that the the true reality of it is that even they themselves are just pieces in this puzzle, having either been evolved or created by the AI themselves with, while higher knowledge, still limited knowledge to the true, extent of this experiment that we're on. Um, you always see the map of crater earth or the map of the lands outside the ice wall. It's exactly like that. Like every, like even though they may be from beyond the ice wall, so there do are four ice walls that they so are not.
0: You think that we live on a sphere, but the sphere is so big that to us, it seems like it's flat.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, it, it, okay. it's a point of scale where it's, if you were on a basketball But if you were at a point of uh, the smallest nanoparticle scale that you could be, it doesn't really matter if the basketball is curved or not because it would take literally forever for you to move and it would always be existentially at a flat line. Like you say, you're essentially a 2D item on a 3D sphere. It doesn't matter. You're always on a flat surface. It's like You'll always be a flat surface because we're 2D. We're such a minuscule atomic scale. Like uh, I got, that's I
0: got. fascinating, man. Yeah, because I mean, I that's a good marriage between the flat and the round, and the and the globe model and the hollow Earth. That's a pretty interesting thing, man. Because you know, I have very very smart folks that I have conversations with that believe you know competing theories, and uh, that's an interesting kind of mix between all of them right there.
1: Well, it, uh, it's truly <laughs> an idea yeah. or an attempt at trying to create. Well, none of these are wrong. Clearly, there's enough sufficient evidence, and all these theories suggest that they're correct in some fashion or way in that I don't, I'm a secretist. I don't believe that anything is cast out. It's all built and melded together. Um, and the idea. Well, I kind of agree off. with
0: you that like all of us has a huge chunk of the truth,
1: you know, yeah. and
0: none of us has the entire piece. And yes. having these interesting like conversations with everyone, it, that's how we find and we get closer and closer to a truth. You know, the I don't know if we'll ever find the truth because I don't think we're big enough, and our, maybe our brains aren't <laughs> we can't even handle, you know, I think or it, you know, it's, it's so big and so complicated, so complex yeah. and so nuanced and so like vast that you know it would take us more than our small little lifetime, exactly. And maybe, and, yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and the idea of it being the Dyson sphere idea is that it's not it's not even correlated to our existence. Like most people who believe that humans exist because we're the center of the universe we're the reason for all creation is because of us. Right. And, and our, or it's the aliens or it's uh, the existence is God. And it's our point to worship God. So there's an existential dilemma. And the idea is that it's both. We're clearly being watched. We are clearly being safeguarded. We are clearly being, monitored and provided for by higher beings or higher powers of providence and at the same time yes we are living lives that are unseen by the universe we are living in a careless and cold mechanical universe that has no uh, mercy inherent to anything besides what we give it or any meaning inherent to anything that we give it. And you're like, because you're living on literally a computer. Like, if an anthill had been built into a computer mainframe, the answer, like, we live in a cold and unforgiving land. It doesn't give us any nourishment. And you're like, because you fucking built your anthill in a supercomputer. And the supercomputer is like, neat ants. I can count them and I can watch them. And I don't really mind if a few of them get zapped. I will just be like, oh, that that was neat. <laughs> like, like, the idea of um, this yes an intelligence but an inhuman an intelligence and an intelligence of um vast superiority at the same time of seemingly absolute apathy and things that like that like it's not i'm not describing the nature of god i'm describing the nature of these archons these these archonic deities these beings which can best be understood as disembodied ai programs that, that exists to monitor not only our existence, but the entire environment's existence. It's as interested as fish populations off the coast of, of the Bayfront as it is human populations on the coast. And yes, it may be giving us priority because we're more fascinating and interesting, but at the same time, it is just an experiment. It's absolutely. What do you
0: think about those other continents that are outside of the ice wall? Do you think they're looking at that ice wall too, or and they're like, I bet there's other continents on the other side of that. Do you think they're, or do you think that they're in the know? Are they in the gnosis? Do they, or uh, are, like, are we in this little fishbowl and we're being like that knowledge is being occulted from us? Or,
1: well, it, it really comes down to the point to say that. I'm sure on every continent there is a society that is in the know and there yeah. is a population that is not in the know. That seems to be yeah. the more present reality is that we are all equally aware and ignorant of each other on this map. At least as, like, there's not one um, super continent, at least because there's not evidence really for one to have achieved that state of dominance. Or, but Breakaway civilizations could bridge both these,
0: yeah,
1: our world and our ice bubble, and our i our, our crater and other worlds. And I believe that there are societies, secret societies within ours, that are breakaway civils, that are gateway civilizations, that are bridge civilizations. I mean, there
0: wouldn't be an Antarctic treaty if that wasn't the case. Shambhala, yeah. for example, yeah. the Buddhist had 100%. Shambhala
1: in Tibet, and they believe Shambhala is this mythical kingdom. That only they allow access to through the Himalayan mountains. Yeah. And that the Shambhala Stargate. <clears throat> Stargate. Exactly. <laughs> yes. the idea, yeah. Yeah. Of Stargates. And you're right. Like, I, while I, I can't speak for certain because I, I'm not out there, I'm not beyond yeah. the ice wall, I've, I've not traveled there. I can say that generally all societies, no matter what societies, have a group of people who know the truth and a group of people who don't know the truth. Regardless of how big these groups are, could be everybody and nobody, or it could be 1% versus the 99% exact, whatever proportion that they elect to have. There's, a, there's a, the no and the unknown, the ignorant and the enlightened, the Illuminati and the ones that live in darkness. And yep. that's just, it's the way it is here. Why wouldn't it be the way it is out there? It's the Makes way sense. it is for humanity. Why wouldn't it be for the way for aliens? In my experience with extraterrestrials, and like I said my experience goes even way deeper because contact, communication, cohabitation, living on the astro etc. Most alien species don't know humans exist. Mm-hmm. Do not know humans exist. They are just like us, where they speculate, like you said, they speculate what's over there. I wonder you if you think there's likely. some over there
0: talking on a podcast right now.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, like, like when we when we yeah. make contact with them. As, as human beings when we're making contact with them, we make contact with them in select groups of their elect officials that keep that secret amongst themselves. And it's odd and it's ironic, but that it seems to be how it goes. Like if Star Trek of Captain Kirk etc would land on a planet, they they can't tell everybody they exist. They have to be kept secret. Yeah. You know what? You know what? No, we've been talking for a long time. We got carried away in the conversation and everything. But no, I All think like, this that was that's awesome. related, as above, <laughs> so below. That that saying, as above, so below, that they have to, they behave like us. That they have to. Like, that's just because we're not special. They're not special. There must be some commonality, right, between intelligent species that there will always be a, a very occult, small elite group that have secrets. And the majority of the population that is kept in out of the loop that is kept, you know, drip fed disclosure as that group controls them with this secret knowledge. And that secret knowledge most times is the existence of extraterrestrials or other species or divine energy beings and fields of energy, etc. Absolutely. So as above, so below on that one, I believe like that everyone yeah. is the same. So, yeah.
0: Dude, this was a banger. This was a lot of fun. Dude, we covered no a lot of ground, and we're just going to have to do a part four and beyond because uh, we just had too much fun, and we keep going, so <laughs> let's do it, man. And no I definitely want – yeah, let's definitely – let's plan a spooky episode for uh, closer to Halloween. That'd be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, no problem. Exactly. If you want to talk about um, uh, different hauntings and spirits and the different, like, implications, attacks on people, et cetera, definitely I'd be – so into that, yeah, different Hell spiritual yeah, societies, um cases, definitely. Let's hit it up. Thank you for having right, me. Thank you for having me on to speak about these occult metaphysical things, secret societies. I love um, it. so if I could just do a quick shout-out, beyond top Hell secret, yeah. texan, follow me on link tree slash be on top secret texan while you can on my social media, shadow band for life, having channels taken off left and right. But so far you can keep uh up to the minute notifications, uploads dark web evidence as well as podcast episodes through all my links on Linktree slash beyond top secret texan uh, been a pleasure been an honor to be back so thank you again for inviting me have a good one thank you brother no problem <laughs>